0: Thank you. episode 376 of TechSync hosted by myself Justin Vincent and Jason Roberts and on today's show we have a lot to talk about things like global news UFO revolution revelations by David Grush um, Apple's new 300 3500 scuba mask aka Apple Vision Pro what really went on inside the Wuhan lab weeks <laughs> before COVID erupted and then um, I know that I've got a lot of a lot of updates um Lists new image function. What Jason thinks of it. My time in a Vegas escape room with seven moms. Um, how I've found a new partner to work with on List. And of course, Jason has Project Superhero updates. He's inspired the entire Discord to do Project <laughs> Hero updates. Math Academy's got some super exciting news and so much more. Hello, Jason. Welcome How's it going? To the show. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. How are you doing? So
1: we're, we're I'm recording from my office for the first time, and I don't know what. Six months, twelve months since you first got mad at you, basically complained about it. You were like, "This is just, dude, you just gotta you gotta go somewhere else. It's not working." But um, and it was right. It sucked. It was like a it's like a you are you were on you're frozen half the time, right? But um, we had been having some uh, connectivity issues generally in the house. Um, you know, like uh, Netflix and stuff, streaming stuff, not working very well and so sandy went and we normally would reset the router things like that but she did i actually i don't even know what she did but she did something about she said she did she, some deep research right she looked and she's like what could happen yeah well she got on it she was she she got into an, an argument with the customer support guy at like uh I don't know whatever whoever streaming services <laughs> get wanted one, one of them to send us a new router that you know and the guy's like well, that's not it you know and she's like don't you tell me how the internet works I <laughs> like I was sitting listening I was like damn <laughs> like she was pissed <laughs> she can't stand it when uh, she feels like she's being patronized so uh, anyway um, bottom line is she did a little research on the mesh reset it and now I'm getting um, good connectivity in my office. So that's just great a what's the speed test? test yeah oh it was like 27 down 15 up or something
0: which that's enough that's enough i mean that's not amazing but it's it's definitely enough to do what we need
1: to do yeah um, i mean according to according to the speed test they were like you should be able to have multiple people streaming hd in the same house so i'm like perfect okay that's perfect right. and then... and
0: you of course i mean you, it's still going to be the same scenario where if you do get closer to the origin it's going to be better and you'll probably see 100 100 megabits a second but like because you're so far away um that's the reason why it's slower like 30. it
1: probably would get fa- faster but when we when recording it, has, it was never even that high Oh no I mean oh
0: it's never been but I mean I remember when <laughs> when when we were trying to do it it was like 2 megabits a second or something you know before Sandy fixed oh, it it was terrible it, it was really rough. Some
1: yeah. Well, before we get started, I'd like to apologize. I uh sent Justin a mean text last weekend after canceling the third. Well, our there was a third show and and within a few weeks months that I thought did need to be canceled, and I got a little overreacted and was like, this is bullshit and whatever. And I apologize. Sandy yelled at me today for being mean to you, and she's like it's not cool. <laughs> so I already got yelled at for well, it. Well, it. it was weird.
0: <laughs> it was weird, like you, like you, It was um, because because you had said, uh, "Oh, the show has to be cut short, right?" Like so, um, we'd have to we'd only have thirty minutes to record. And I mean, I knew I had at least thirty minutes of stuff to talk about.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was, I, I was, I was going to get off at uh, four forty-five, not three forty-five. Oh, you said three forty-five in your text.
0: Did I? Yeah, that's the reason why. That's the only reason why I cancelled it.
1: What did I say? Oh Jesus Christ! I need to finish by three forty-five p.m. Well, there you go. My bad. <laughs> Your bad. <laughs> so on two I'm fronts. the asshole. <laughs> so times first, two.
0: so first of all, you said I've got to finish by three forty-five, which means the show would only be thirty minutes. There's no way a show. Is gonna work for thirty minutes with me and Jason. And then second of all, you body slam me with game theory, like you like you're like, look, if if you're gonna cancel shows, I don't I don't need to do texting anymore.
1: <laughs> like, well, okay, so I th- I thought it was four four. I'm like, I'm like, well, because you said we have an appointment. Why don't we? Can we just cancel? We have an appointment because we had an appointment
0: three. until three, right? Yeah. So I couldn't start before three.
1: Yeah, I was <laughs> like, well, th- I was like, dude, we still have like an hour and a half. What do you like? What I mean. Because, you, you know, we didn't do it on, uh, on Memorial Day by default and then Mother's Day is okay if you don't do it. I'm just like, look, man, like this is going back. I mean, this is where I'm on my head. I'm like, we're going, we're reverting to back to where we're like a year ago where it would like, it was just this thing we do in four times a year. It was just like once no, a I don't month. And that. I was like, I don't want to do this crap. This is stupid. No.
0: And you were out with um, Airely one time before that. Uh, Izzy, rather. Wait, who's the, who's the gymnast? There? Erily is the gymnast. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You were you were with Arily
1: sometime earlier as well. So I mean My bad. I bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm the asshole. Yeah, like I said, Sandy already gave me a <laughs> talking to this morning. She does not like she does not approve of anyone being mean to anybody else, especially for bad reasons. <laughs> so she is like you know, so she gave me a full on like, you know, da 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 da, and it's not acceptable. Da, da, da. I'm like, all right, you're right. Okay, yes, I know. So
0: just to just to nail this down once and for all, just to be clear, like there is there is no uh, part of me that want, will ever want to blow you off about doing a show, like uh, just or, or or disrespect your time. Like I totally want to do texting. Um, I'm all in. I mean, I love this show. I want to okay. do it. I love our community. And um, yeah, so so like, just call me up if you have not if, if if I do something right, like that, that seems like an issue. Yeah.
1: Okay. Let's 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 try and commit to doing it every weekend. Every weekend, I'd love let's it. Just let's just do, do a every weekend, weekend show. Yeah, weekly. If you can't do it on a Saturday and Sunday for some reason, like if it's com- if it's coming by earlier mid of the week, you're like, look, there's there's gonna be a problem. I'm traveling. Let's try to shoot to do it either the 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 Friday before. If it has to be a Monday, I mean, will, there will be occasions where we just can't do it, right? But let's let's try and work well, around it. If we if if we have some time and lead time in advance, we know that there's a potential, you know, because sometimes Sunday afternoon at three is just not going to work, right? There's like you have you have right, people visiting. Right. There's barbecue. Just like like, can we do it on Saturday morning? Can we do it Sunday evening? Can we do it Friday? Late? You know, let's just try to um, ahead of time see if we can figure out a a scheduling solution. Yeah, let's do it. I because next be on the weekend, weekend as for instance, next weekend, I'm flying up to uh, Eugene to help Colby move out of the dorm and store his stuff and come back with him. So I'm flying up Friday and we'll be back till Sunday. So we're probably going to have to either A, do a Sunday um, evening or I could try to do some, there might be some time on Saturday or sometime in the hotel that we could do it where I'm just we have free time because I think we might have some downtime. time. But anyway, we're just going to have to be creative, figure what we can All do. All right.
0: let's work it out. Let's just try and commit to weekly. And I think that uh, listeners will enjoy that too.
1: Well, I think momentum has a power of its own. Consistency has a power yeah. of its own it Has a compounding effect. I think, I think for our listeners, um, I mean, I know this when I have my pod, podcasts that just don't come up very often. I just lose interest in them. And I forget about them. And the ones that it's just like clockwork, right? You just, there's the first ones you look for. Right, you're into the zone. The other thing is, um, I feel like there's so I have so much to talk about, <laughs> too much to talk about. I mean, but, I can't, I can't fit a month of stuff into a week and give it any justice whatsoever, and and I find that a little frustrating. But the
0: the only issue, the only um, like issue is that um, like we do that those two hour shows, uh, we might want to try and get do like an hour and a half or something. I mean, I don't know if that's possible, but we could try. Because if it's coming out every week, I mean, maybe, maybe it's possible. Maybe it's possible. We'll, we'll, we'll try. But yeah, we'll try. Um, I, anyway. I mean,
1: we don't have to do two hours, but um, I mean, I'd rather do one and a half every week than do two hours once every three to four weeks. So, w- did you like all those,
0: <laughs> all those things that I brought up at the beginning of the show that we've got to talk about on the show? And I know that there's some other things that well, you I actually to have talk a, about.
1: I actually have a couple other things to talk about. So there's there's a lot. Yeah. To get into we'll see what we can see what we can cover um so i thought we we could start with um uh maybe operation or project superhero if you want just because that's sort of a thing do you want to start with that i would say
0: that's a great thing to start with because everyone's into it like (laughs) we have we we created it i created a project superhero channel because everyone was pushing their updates to general Mm -hmm. and then doug Doug Martin suggested, "Look, maybe we should have a, an actual channel for this <laughs> rather than spamming general." So I created the channel and it's like people have been really getting into it. So
1: well, it's funny because um the last show you're like we were talking about it, you're like, "Listen, I don't know how people are going to be very interested in this, you know." <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, I, "Do we really want to talk about this workout health stuff?" Uh-huh. I don't right. I was like, "You know, I don't know. I mean, I had a I had an intuition that that people will will be interested in it because um, generally when i talk to people they're like everybody's interested in it to some level or another to some level or another everybody's either working out has some kind of a working on their diet working on you know t- supplement i mean there's something that they're trying to figure out and solve and they're trying to get in better shape um, either they're already into it, and they're so, so, which means they're really into it, right? Yeah. They're like, yeah, I've been doing CrossFit, or I've been doing marathons, and blah, blah, blah. they're like super into. It. Or I do yoga four times, you know, whatever. And they're like really into it. Or other people are like, dude, I got to get my shit together. I got, yeah. I got to get back. I get on it, or so. It's somewhere in that continuum. So, um, uh, let's just start with the updates first. and Then I, can, I, I got a couple things I want to mention, and we can kind of play it. by... Well, I'll
0: just say that last show I was too. and this show i'm 218.6 was the lowest that i'd log which isn't much in three weeks it's like almost a pound Mm -hmm. but i mean i will say that that it's amazing that anything positive happened given that i (laughs) spoke given that i spoke about it last show (laughs) because definitely as soon as i spoke about it my whole will to do it evaporated so why is that you've said that before i don't know why i don't know why it's 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 that thing about like if you say it then you don't need to do it you know that you know that old like sort of psychological thing it's like don't tell anyone your your progress because that makes you feel like you've done it
1: yeah derek sivers brought that up on some ted talk and it's and it's since been disproven psychologically it's not even a thing Well, I think it's it's a thing for me. (laughs) It's not even well. There's no. There's no. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not a thing. But it's not. There doesn't seem to be much evidence one way or the other to 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 demonstrate that that has any uh, statistical power to the to the results. Anyway, the um, regardless, you made progress. So what are you doing? I made progress. I mean at, at
0: the end of the day I'm just walking I mean remember I had a time like like that sort of week in Vegas as well which isn't okay isn't going to help but I'm I'm doing my every morning I'm doing 40 minute walk with the dog and I'm basically tracking what I eat and trying to keep it under my
1: daily burn that's it Okay so you're which means you're doing almost nothing nothing <laughs> yeah which and means that if you something. Well, still, you know you're still making <laughs> do a progress. little bit extra but if you do a little bit more you know so i don't know like if just keep what you're doing but just know that if you if you ramp it up a little bit on the exercise you probably I system. really
0: want to do some kind of resistance training is basically what i'm thinking because uh, that's the thing i've really missed since no longer using and working with anwar i've got mm-hmm. nothing like in terms of just basic but it's just like getting the will to do it that's the main issue like how do you like it's it's probably easier for you because you've had a lifetime of working out and you enjoy it. I mean, I guess I did until I was thirty, but I haven't done shit since then. And like just getting the willpower to go down and do press ups and do that stuff is just tough for me. I don't know.
1: Yeah, well, I think that the 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 biggest trick in uh, in diet and exercise is finding stuff that you actually like to do or right. or is minimally painful. You know, it's like what's the best workout? It's the workout you'll you'll do yeah right it's not the you know um on the are on the workout the amazing workout you do three times and quit is this is not a good workout um right. so uh you know whether it's ping pong or you know where like would you vr vr games i mean you had all these little things that you try yeah. that you kind of like right so what's the deal i, with I think
0: the do- like the dog is the only thing that because it's like there's another entity that i'm responsible for yeah so it's like he needs it mm-hmm. so maybe if i could just get the dog to need to do press-ups and then I, then I join him. Anyway, enough about
1: me. Let's move on to you. So, what's your updates? Um, well, I'm only down like half a pound in the last two. Let since the last show. Yeah, but he broke two hundred. Well, I broke two hundred before. I hit one ninety nine Now I hit one ninety nine point two. But I'm down three quarters of an inch on my waist, which. Right indicates that i'm losing fat but i'm putting on muscle what they call a recomp recomposition so your your weight isn't changing much you're putting on muscle losing nice. fat, right um i'm always a little s- suspicious of subjective measures like the mirror test or the closed how well the clothes yeah. fit test which is you know i've been talking to phil and he's He's always talking about those. And I always feel like those are a great way to fool yourself. Oh, yeah, I think I'm looking pretty good. You know, and it's, <laughs> it's just so easy to bullshit. Um, um, but, you know, tape measure, down three quarters of an inch, usually a quarter of an inch for me is about a pound and a half of fat. So it indicates mm-hmm. that I'm probably lost, like, potentially three to four pounds of fat in the last three weeks i don't know if it's that high maybe i've lost two and a half pounds of fat or something like that three pounds i there could be um i don't know i mean tape measures are just a little i've it's easy to kind of depending on if you're holding your breath you know it's like it's easy like how hard you're squeezing it it's like yeah, there's like a half inch inch of of subjective (laughs) and i'm always always trying to but also what what's in in your system,
0: like how much water, how much food? I mean, that then, actually makes a physical difference. <laughs> um always. Always. You, you know what I was thinking? Like if we do weekly the mm-hmm. show, that will actually make me more likely to succeed.
1: Just just on accountable. a, like a master. Yeah, because
0: yeah, exactly. Because I'll I'll be less like because it be it won't be this like long lag time. Anyway, back to you.
1: <laughs> well okay, so okay, so the progress is so I started lifting weights. Which is mm. what I think stalled out the weight loss, because yeah. for for one thing I mentioned before is that when you lift weights, you get inflammation in your muscles as a result of the weight lift of the resistance training, and that has a tenant that inflammation causes the release of cortisol, which causes um, you to retain more water. And I could, yeah. I could I could I could I could see that like literally the next day I was like a pound and a half heavier after working out, and so. I think that's probably part of it. Um, so, but here's the good thing. So my waist is down thir- from 39 to 36 inches from when I started to three inches from, you know, mid January, which is mm. substantial. So I have, I have, I am now have no more gut. I'm completely gut free. <laughs> You've been gutted. I have been Fantastic. gutless. Yeah. So I'm finally, I look at my profile in the mirror and I'm not like, Oh geez. It's like, it's, there's no, there's no protrusion at the mid level, so but also
0: you can really see a difference. Like I can see a difference just in the cool, You know, like really? you've 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 got to that point where, oh yeah, his his face is kind of changing shape a bit.
1: Yeah, I I noticed that um, my face really changes from mid one eighties to mid nineties, mid one nineties. I remember back in around early two thousands, and I was um, working in Chicago a fair amount. And, um, I had been away like two weeks and eating a lot of donuts and just being lazy, you know, it's like 20 degrees up there and you're like, you know, I'll go pick up donuts and Starbucks and just sit there and code all day. And I walk in and she's standing at the doorway and she's like, oh, you have fat face. I was like, "What?" She's like, "You have fat face," and uh, you know, my like, my face had literally, you know, changed, changed shape, shaped, changed shape, which I noticed when I look at photos of myself when I was in the one eighties, you know. So I, that's what I, I'm thinking. I'm gonna, I, I'll, I'll see, uh, I'll see some substantial differences in the next fifteen pounds. Um, nice, which I'm looking forward to. Same for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it like it really goes on my face.
1: Yeah. So, um, but the other really important things, aside from like vanity metrics, is <laughs> the acid reflux is greatly re- reduced. Yeah. Which I mentioned, I'm I, I don't want to take the proton pump inhibitor, the Prilosec or omeprazole, and I can feel as a result of not doing that that my my the neural the peripheral neuropathy is going away, in my feet. Which have been there for like 10 years, which is unbelievable. So I don't know if I'll get them it'll all go away completely, but it's it's probably 40, 50 percent better. That's fantastic. the first couple of weeks. They usually what what I read, they said, you know, if it, it typically takes a few months to, you know, if you go off like a proton pump inhibitor to, for the peripheral neuropathy to subside. But they said, you know, if it's been a long time or it's been really severe, it may not go away completely or whatever so i don't know I, it's not that big a deal as long as it doesn't get worse that was my biggest problem and to go away somewhat is good but again just attacking the root cause don't be fat <laughs> um etc so so that stuff and that's what drove me to start losing weight in the first place you know saying i mean it's really sandy she's like you need to you need to lose weight and you got to get off of this of this prilosec this is not good um but i met with a uh a friend of mine who a uh, really smart guy runs a really successful ai company and we were we were actually meeting about something else but we were just catching we were catching up about um, life in general and he said and i talked about the heart you know heartburn i mentioned the acid reflux and he said yeah you know i had the same thing And I ended up going to this guy who was like one of these sort of alternative medicine. he's like, people, I'd been taking all these acid reflux type of inhibitors and things. And none of that worked or it didn't work very well. And I finally went, I said, all right, screw it. I'm just going to this one guy. He's like, my normal doctor said, look, he's at like UCLA or something. And he's like one of these alternative medicine guys. It's all data driven stuff. He's not a quack. He's like, you should maybe, maybe go see him, see if he's got some. And so he, he, um, Suggested he take this thing called zinc L-carnosine, carnosine, which, um, and he shared the uh, research paper on it and it's, per, it's supposed to have really uh, good positive effects on, um, and, uh, gastro reflex and inf- inflammation of the gut and everything. So he's like, trust me, just, it's like 60 bucks for a big bottle. Just after a couple weeks, it just went away. Fantastic. So that is interesting. And, I was looking – I don't know if you saw this on Hacker News. I didn't post anything about it. Um, you know, I th- again, I think it's of the side effects. Is like, you know, I was planning on it, but then we didn't do a show, and I was like, ah, whatever. Um, so let me see. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's like you just – there's so much stuff to talk about you forget. Okay. So um, there was an article that got a ton of comments. Um, it was called – and the article is a simple exercise to strengthen the lower – As." esophageal sphincter and eliminate gastrophagal reflux, an oh, autobiographical case report.
0: And you're like hanging off your bed backwards or something. Or no,
1: forwards. Something like that. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm going to try this. But what was interesting, I ha- and I haven't yet, so I don't have anything right. to report. Because I think that's my issue, is I think it's the... Because if I gain weight in the in the gut, and I think that puts pressure on the esophageal sphincter and keeps it from the closing completely... So yeah. I think it's something to do with that. Um, it, and so here are two comments that I read. I read through like all these hundreds of comments and everybody's talking about having these anecdotal, like, here, I tried this, this doesn't work, and it was back and forth. And someone says, I cured my acid reflux by taking anti- antibiotics to kill off an H. pylori bacterial infection, which apparently affects 30 to 40% of the U.S. population. That's weird. I was like, mm-hmm. that would be interesting. That's something to look into. Yeah. And then another one says, in hopes that this helps others, I have had terrible reflux for the last 10 years. 10 to 15 turns a, a day every day for years. Well, That sounds brutal. About four months ago, I started taking a scoop of glutamine, the workout supplement, and amino acid powder in water at night before bed. Not sure if this if the timing of when it takes is taken matters two weeks later and my heartburn reflux was essentially gone and has stayed gone. I take maybe one turn a week now, maybe many weeks it's zero. Hmm. That's interesting. So I don't know. I mean, it's like these things that are like worth trying, right? It's, um, I mean, another
0: point about it is, um, and this is something that I've found. This definitely, because I had read a book about it, um, if you if you have like a if your belt is too tight for you, your your trousers are too tight. That essentially is like squeezing in your stomach and pushing everything up. And um, like when I've just loosened that, and so that there's no pressure on the stomach from my clothes, then that makes a difference for me.
1: Yeah, well, I think it all has the same same. It's all. I mean, okay. I think there seem to be many different causes for why people have acid reflux yeah one of them is um i think can be of like the pressure on the stomach pressing on the esophageal sphincter and um gaining weight in the gut area is one of them like pushing on it be another but um it is interesting so um anyway so another on the supplement I, i want to go down the supplement rabbit hole for just a minute because it was sort of All right, and then
0: and then we should probably wrap we up move on we're like 20 25 minutes.
1: Yeah. So I <laughs> I, I talked to a uh a guy, he's a texting listener who I got to know really well. He came and visited like 6 years ago and we literally spent the entire day walking around Pasadena just having coffee and eating and stuff. It was like a 12-hour conversation. Super smart guy. He has a PhD in physics from University of Chicago and he's he lives in Germany now doing uh, machine learning stuff. So and and um he go. He mentioned. He said, "Oh, you need to try uh, the supplement Glynac." I'm like, "What the hell's Glynac?" He says, "It's glycine and n acetylcysteine I'm probably not saying this quite right. And so he said, "Here, it's amazing research has come out about. It. Here's the research papers." He's like, "I've read the papers. It's it's pretty incredible." And so this is. I, so I was. I I started reading through it a little bit. So it says. And I, here's a little snippet I cut out for just to read to you. It says, published in the Journal of Gerontology Medical Sciences, the study shows that older humans taking Glynac for 16 weeks improved many characteristic defects of aging. This includes oxidative stress, glutathione deficiency, and multiple aging hallmarks affecting mitochondrial mitochondrial dysfunction, mitophagy, inflammation, insulin resistance, endophagy, Thelial dysfunction, genomic damage, stem cell fatigue, and cellular senescence. These were associated with improvements in muscle strength, gait speed, exercise capacity, waist circumference, and blood pressure. It found it found that a wide variety of age associated abnormalities improved in older adults supplemented with GlyNAC, while no improvements were seen in those receiving placebo. Um. Okay, well, just tell me which one you're going to buy and uh, send me the Amazon link and I'll get my. <laughs> yeah. So, so after, after I, after I spoke with, after I had the conversation uh, with this, with, uh, I didn't ask him if I could talk about the show, so I won't mention his name. But after we talked about this, I, I reached out to my buddy Mitchell, who's my, my, one of my best buddies going back to high school. And he's, uh, he knows like everything there is to know about the longevity research. Every biotech yeah. company, every talk that George Church gives, every peptide that you'd be like, you know, he's lives in that world. And and so I said, well, What do you think of this? And he's like, Oh yeah, I've been taking it for years. <laughs> and I said, All right, well, give me your what's your package? <laughs> give me a regimen. I, <laughs> I said, What's your list of recommended supplements ordered by expected impact? And he says, he says the Glynac, creatine hyaluronic acid and omega-3 fatty acids.
0: But it's not just that. It's also like what brand, you know,
1: where to buy it. I asked him that. So if you can ask him that. I asked him him if there was any specific, you know, like, that really mattered. But he said the hyaluronic acid, so I went and just looked up the hyaluronic acid. I mean, creatine, omega-3 fatty acids, I mean, we've been hearing about that stuff for years, right? Like, this this is not news, I'm sure. Especially if you're at all into fitness, you've probably read about this stuff. Anyway, but the hyaluronic acid and i there was this article and it says you know it's supposed to help the skin joints eyes acid reflux again increased hydration reduces inflammation increases bone strength so i don't know so he was like can this is like me this is the one you want to take i mean can we post a link to to a purchase
0: like a like a purchase set <laughs> <laughs> the people. tech
1: zing special <laughs> discount amazon <laughs> oh shit yeah that's a really good idea
0: we should do it through the uh what do they call that like the referral program we'll make at least four bucks
1: four you know dollars that's, that's four <laughs> hardcore dollars yeah we have like a like a like a buying well the buying power the tech zing army buying power yeah the Zing. Oh, oh yeah all three of them well, anyway, I I think uh, just to sum it up on the supplements, I think it's I'm I'm gonna order these four or five because I want to I want to see if I can get off the the Pepsi AC finally, and um, you know and and if I mean all these guys that I'm talking to are super smart people who don't who don't believe any kind of unsupported bullshit. Read the read the actual research. These are people are like PhDs in physics and stuff, and they're like, yeah, this is this stuff is. Is legitimate and works. So, so it's worth trying. Um awesome. the and the last thing I'll mention on the health thing, and that's we'll go really fast. He said, well, the 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 one guy said hey, he said you should do inside tracker, which is this, it's called insidetracker.com. And what they do is like for 650 bucks, they'll do like a like a 47 biomarker like blood panel on you, and mm. and then create like an optimal. Um, sort of diet and exercise based on your goals because he said that um, this is not the guy in Germany this is the guy locally runs the machine learning company and he's like he's like yeah I was having you know a couple he described a couple of issues and they wouldn't go away and I saw multiple specialists it was really frustrating it was really affecting my quality of life I was really uh, you know uncomfortable and I did this they said, look, you know, wheat and this and that are, you know, are causing you, know, inflammation. You have sensitivity to it. So he took all that stuff out and now everything went away. Hmm. He says, It sucks because I'm Italian and I can't eat pasta very often. Hmm. He's like, I was like, what do you eat my wife? He said, like, she's Asian, she doesn't care about the pasta. She's like, I care about the pasta. Hmm. Um, kids can eat it. And I'm just sitting there looking at it, going, oh. But now he he feels 100 percent better. And I don't know, these, these are kind of interesting, these sort of deep blood analysis kind of biomarker panels are kind of, I find kind of interesting. I mean, $650 is not cheap, but when you think about something that can improve your health substantially, yeah. especially if you have any health issues at all, I don't mean severe health issues, but you have things that are just kind of- Just causing, chronic, causing, annoying little things. Ca- chronic, chronic problems. And yeah. it, it may or may not have anything to do with something that you can track in your blood like that, but it could. And if it does change it, that's a big deal. So are you going to do it? I'm thinking about it. I'm going to think about it. Okay, you should definitely do it so that we can hear the results. Yeah. Would you do um, it? I would definitely do it, yeah. So would you do it? You're, but you're not going to do it unless I do it, I'm taking it. So if I, I do it, should, you'll do it. If you do it, I'll do it, yeah.
0: Okay. That's, for, that's, that's for sure, yeah. Okay, all right. Because I don't, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've already done something like that, um, which is this, this company called Viome. Oh, okay so have you heard of them no what happened what tell us <sighs> i mean it's 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 kind of embarrassing to talk about um it's quite embarrassing Are right, you honest. want to talk
1: about it next week then no i'll
0: no i'll talk <laughs> about it it's it's just like you you they they, they want every kind of sample
1: right okay <laughs> see, just, right okay fine so, let's just put it that way okay
0: <laughs> and uh you know and then and then they give you like a like a custom uh nutrition like um vitamins and uh like a like probiotics. And did so it I'm, work? I've been on
1: that. Did it make a difference?
0: I have not really felt any difference from it personally. So, hmm. okay. Mm.
1: Well, we, I mean, was it? We were th- things that you were hoping to solve? I mean,
0: yeah, I just want to feel sprightly. I want my brain to work really well, and I want to just automatically lose a shitload of weight. So, yeah, those are the things. Just those simple
1: things. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> going to Vegas for a week and partying down. <laughs> so you wanted to um, break? You wanted to break physics?
0: That's right. That's right. But I will, I'll do, you know, I'll do that, that blood thing with you for a laugh. Okay. Let's do that. All right. All right. Um,
1: You ready to move on? Yeah, let's move on.
0: Okay. Uh, where do you want to go?
1: You want to talk, uh, well. <laughs> I mean, you, you went deep on, okay, first of all,
0: let's, uh, UFO, it has to be UFO I was going to say okay. Math
1: Academy. Oh, you want to go straight into Math Academy. Okay. Unless there's an update on, you know what, but I've, I've been talking a lot, so why don't we hear about List? Let's talk about your projects. Uh, okay, and then we'll
0: and then we'll go back to Math Academy because there's something to celebrate. I think on the Math Academy front, yeah. So, so this is good because we'll keep we'll keep the listeners who are, who are still deciding whether they're going to listen to texting. We'll keep them hooked to find out about that that win that Math Academy win. Right. Um, <laughs> okay, so list. I did. Uh, I worked for two weeks on the image function because you just like offhandedly mentioned it in Slack. I nerd sniped you as, was it V-Raptor? Is that a V-Raptor yeah, term? That's yeah,
1: <laughs> V-Raptor's thing. So I pushed out images. How does it work? What do you think? Works great. Yeah, it works great. I mean, you just drag and drop them just like you would on to uh, Gmail or something. You know, you just drop it and it just slots right in and you can move it around or just delete it. Um, you click, Have you used it? Yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't used it um, as part of my workflow yet. I tested it out for you. Okay. Um I just haven't had um sometimes I go through a period where I have lots of to do items and lots of bugs. Right now I'm in the middle of a of a sort of a heads down project.
0: So I really haven't been on my to do list. So if list. bugs do come in, you can take screenshots of them, you can drop it in. Yeah. And you can you yeah. can make it work. Or so it's good.
1: like to to the, not only to bugs, but also like um UI there's UI things you want to do, and you and you see websites, you're like, oh, it should work like this. I like the yeah. way you know, I don't know Google did it here. I like the way Discord did this. That's kind of cool. And you have little screenshots of these little UI elements or dialog boxes or whatever, and it just reminds you how to solve different types of UI problems, right? Because sometimes you sit there and you go, well, how do I solve this problem? You're trying to think about it, and if you have a just a huge list of all these you uh, uh different types of dialogue boxes and stuff it sometimes it just helps you think about ideas did you notice how fast it was it was it seems instantaneous
0: it's instant right yeah um, that was the that was the effort so you know I'm I've always been building this local first thing so mm-hmm. um, so what happens is when you drop it onto the page it actually uh, drop it actually stores it in the local index database and then it's ser- it's serving it when you move to other pages and when you move back, and when you copy it and when you paste it, it's serving it just from your local mm. local database. But it also syncs it up to the cloud. Right. But it doesn't really care about the cloud. Yeah. Until it is actually synced. And then, you, then, you, then the URL of the cloud version is sent back. Right. And so now what it does is it goes ahead and uh, gets, because it's got a real URL, it then downloads that. And stores it in the same local storage, so um, it's like it's kind of like a round trip um, thing. But the reason is is because if people just go ahead and paste any old image in there, um, just paste the URL directly to an image, it pulls it down from the cloud and stores it in local storage. So I wanted this, I wanted like a central source of truth uh, to be in S three. But so what happens is like if you if you log out, well actually it doesn't, it it does leave it in your local cache. But I just wanted it to be so that if you were offline, it would completely work. Everything would work. Everything would be fine. I wanted it to be completely fast. For example, when you're when you're scrolling through pages, um, it's got like an instant. It it redraws the page and it instantly loads the image again. That's because it's not pulling from from the internet. It's pulling it from like just the little the local, the local thing. Well,
1: you know, so, it reminds me of I think of the st- story of like Instagram when their the version. One of the things they did was they would they would kind of do something asynchronously and be and instead of making you wait on it, they would kind of do something else and not show it. And I've done that to stuff too, but that kind of stuff makes a big difference that the, the perceived wait time, even if it's not, even if you it's wait, like that, but it allows yeah. you to do something else and just distracts you. Oh, just do this thing. And oh yeah. And then it's, it, it feels like everything happened instantaneously, but just the fact that they, like, Oh wait, hold up. Wait while we do this. It's just so exhausting and frustrating for people. So that's a,
0: yeah. Know. So this is instantaneous. So basically you do have like, there's a lot of complexity in for example so first of all you drop the image on the page and let's say for example you copy because you know you can use it with a text selector mm-hmm. and you can copy that image you could go ahead and paste that a hundred times and it would just be instant and and all that stuff is there's an insane amount of complexity to it which the only person in the world who really understands is my uh, my
1: potential new partner for list uh, so yeah so let's let's hear her. so you have a I have a partner so is this who is this is this David? No, who? How did you know? Well, because he was on one of our uh, the Discord. He's and you guys would t- he had he was doing something sort of similar, right? But like we didn't say that any. Oh, I mean, I never said that anywhere. That was all private conversation. So if you had like some back channel, no, no, I mean, no, no you just guessed. You, no, you guys were talking about another. You guys, he, he was like, show your project, and he was working on something similar. And it's you guys so were talking similar. about content edible, and you were you were giving him some suggestions and then he he was showing you stuff and i was like that nah, was like oh. i mean
0: we were just converging i mean yeah. basically the stuff he was working on was just it was just converging with the stuff i was working on so it just made it just made a lot of sense you guys
1: um, wait well here's a que- here's like here's like are you guys working on a similar stack i mean is he like i mean you're doing php is he a php guy or is he writing his in like java or Elixir he's writing his in
0: he's, he's writing his in React and on the back end the similar to you I think it's Express.js
1: JS, Node stuff. So yeah, how yeah. are you going to work together if you're working in completely different code stacks?
0: Uh, well, because we're moving to my stack because at the end of the day it's it is all uh, in browser anyway. So I think I've convinced him at this point that um, that the essentially this is like a, a custom frame. A, like a, it's just a custom code-based job because if you're using, I mean, he's already seen how with React, it's doing so much to the DOM that it doesn't need to do, like whereas what, what we're doing here with, with our code base is just very specific. It's what needs to be done.
1: Yeah. So um, that happens we, a lot. I mean, it happens a lot with React. A friend of mine was telling me that Doug, who he, he did the same thing and it's like it just does all this stuff. If you're doing very standard stuff, things like react and view and stuff are, are fantastic right because they anticipate all the things you want to want to do and then they can just kind of route this stuff the right way and we're going to take all this stuff care for you but if you're doing something comp- that's really not standard it it's just uh it typically gets just in your way it's my feeling but about i think
0: that I, I like so so which we're, we're trying it out you know we we're, mm-hmm. we're trying it out over the next uh, couple of months mm-hmm. um i think i mean it's obviously uh um, you never know what's going to happen with potential partnerships, so I, I've mm-hmm. I, I've told him in advance that you know it's it's like it, you never know what what's going to happen, so we're we're trying it out. But I think that it is quite he is quite a good fit with me because he kind of um, he's quite similar to me. Like we're we're sort of simpatico in that way. Okay. Like he's like a I think he might be like another sensitive new age guy type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so no he does have like a, a really nice uh, math background and um he was even doing a PhD on something math related and um so he's got he's that's something that's really nice for me because I don't have that piece and it's mm-hmm. nice to work with someone who has that piece um but he's gone you know we've we've gone through the code base and he thinks it's a it's a great it's a great design and um we so the good news for you is the the next piece that we're working on right now is collaboration
1: yeah well yeah. I think that's an important piece if you build that in from the you know from the base at the base level then it's gonna it's gonna it'll work much better than if you try and tack it on later
0: and another piece that he's brought is in our early conversations we've changed the we've tightened what what it's going to do so if you think about notion you could say all right notion you run your organization on notion that's your whole company run your organization on notion with with our product you run your technical organization on this so we're just focusing on technical so actually it works for you because you're very technical Mm -hmm. but we're really we're really going to build features for coders for developers for technical people Mm -hmm. for devops people so it changes the whole way we think about it okay and we also have a new brand name okay um which I'm terrified to tell you because every time I tell you brand name, you say that's crap. But that but that's
1: <laughs> okay, I won't say it. I've already been mean <laughs> enough for you for the month. So no, no, I, I'm not it. gonna you, say anything even if I hate it. Oh. You can say it, even yeah. if you hate it. Okay. okay no, go what is it? Okay.
0: And and this is after like a, okay, I'll just say it. Um, nitro note. Nitro note. Nitro note. So nitro to imply the fact that it's just super fast. Mm-hmm. Note does tie it down to just notes. I, I got it. But, you know, at the end of the day, as we've discussed many times, it doesn't actually matter what something's called. You've just got to be able to live with it and be happy with it. And then ultimately, one day, we could backtrack that to just Nitro. So so Nitro. Note. Uh, what's the URL? NitroNote.io. And uh, and NitroNote.com is, is available for purchase, although it's, it's obviously like a premium thing. And I've also got NitroNote.so.
1: What is the dot .com cost? Like five thousand. It's not much. Yeah, NitroNet's no, fine. No, it's I think NitroNet no can work.
0: Are you just saying that? Did I just because of the preamble? Like, like let me let me look
1: in your let no, me look in your eyes. I'm, I'm uh, I don't. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I'm not a, uh, I'm not good at lying to people. <laughs> if I don't like it. I'll just be. I won't say anything. Uh, no, I um, I think NitroNet. Nitro no. no. a is solid. That's fine, That's and it good. looks good
0: written down. It looks good written down. Yeah, um, no, so
1: yeah, Nitro. If you could get it back into Nitro at some point, that would be badass.
0: Yeah, Nitro yeah, exactly.
1: is um, is a really cool name, but Nitro Node is cool. Is, is 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 solid. I think it'll work. that will work. So you won't need to change anything.
0: In fact, I don't think you'll ever need to change anything because I'll probably just do a redirect. Mm-hmm. But even now, you won't need to change anything because we're just working on list. We're just we're just Working through the problems of getting uh, synchronization and all that stuff working, and there's a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of things to think about, and we're we're just working through it. And we're so we're working in a similar fashion to the way that you and Guyon did with Epic um, Night, um, we'll and we'll be doing that for the next couple of months. We'll be like pairing pair coding um, for sessions. like an hour every every day or every couple of days.
1: Yeah, well, I think early on that's probably a, that'll be a great way for you guys to get to know each other and to sort of um, coalesce your thinking around things and um uh, yeah I, I would find I found that to be exceptionally productive with guyon mm-hmm. especially when you can kind of take turns um who's who's has control who's coding right the person could just sit back and kind of observe and think about bigger issues or other issues or the next step once this function is written like oh yeah remember we got to do this we got to do that it's, it's great. I mean, he's got a great background, great resume. He was um,
0: he was technical manager at a YC company for two and a half years. Cool, um, wow. Stacker, you know. Um,
1: hmm. I don't know that one. What did they do? Uh, it's,
0: it, they were doing something like I, I, I think it's something like Epic Night. Huh. Stacker is something like Epic Night. Really? Yeah. What happened? Do you know? So um, at, uh, the 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 layoffs. The tech, the tech layoffs. The so they just ran family. out of money, and <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't know the full story. Like you'd have to. But talk they're to still, Dave around. The, still around. Stackers still. Yeah, they're still around. Yeah, yeah. So, um, hmm. but I mean, I I think middle, uh, like kind of middle management is the, were the people who were in the highest risk areas during those kind of cuts. Right. Um. But but, you know, being a technical manager there for that long is pretty impressive. And there's been quite a lot of things that he's done. So he's got a great resume.
1: Well. Cool. Well, I wish you guys luck. That's, that's, uh, I mean, I like Nitro Note. I like Nitro even better. If you can get that at some point, that would be amazing. But Nitro would have
0: to make a, a substantial, I mean, Nitro is available, but we'd have to make a significant amount of money. It'd be like, it'd be like getting drip.com or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. th- th- there's, there's a path to it, but we'd have to be mm-hmm. doing very well.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's cool. Um, yeah. how did this come about? It came about because, um, you were doing show-and-tells and just we, talking about... We, we
0: were doing show-and-tells in Discord. And, like, so he was he was trying to work... He, he went through exactly the same pathway as me. So, first of all, he was like, okay, I wanted to work fast. I wanted to be snappy. So I'm going to use text areas. So he created text areas in his little, like, node thing or whatever. And it's like, ah, oh, but text areas, you know, then you've got the problem. You can't do anything with them. So then he moved to content editable. And then he's like, Huh. Like You get lots of stuff free with Content Edible, but then the deeper you go, you realize, oh, Content Edible's really difficult. So then it's like, okay, I have to trap every keystroke. So that is like trapping every keystroke and managing Content and who was the
1: original on that one? <laughs> Prizo, Circuit oh, 2004. Oh, yeah, Prizo, exactly. Yes, we, yes. yes Guywood yes. and I did this in 2004. Jeez, that's almost 20 years ago, man. So yeah, I think about like, yeah. I mean, we 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 trapped every keystroke and mouse mouse movement, everything. I mean, it so, is a nightmare. But you know, when you have full yeah. no control, you can do anything you want, right?
0: So then he he like proudly showed, "I'm capturing every keystroke. I've got it working. Look at this." And then I'm like, <laughs> by, by Slack, I'm like, "Oh yeah, how's the undo working for you?" And he's like, facepalm. He's like, "Oh my god." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the fa- yeah the, the that's what you reduce. had to do with pre sale as hell well. Yeah, Under redo, yeah. it's like Abs- complicated as shit. Absolutely. You know, you have got
0: to do all that stuff. Oh yeah. So it's it's a it's a pretty hardcore. Yeah, the project. cost of admission
1: um, is high for this solving this kind of a problem. Well, yeah. it's uh, the price of it is that, and then you know as you talked about with the collaboration stuff, um, makes it even a little more complicated and stuff. But if you could solve it, I mean, you really, I think you really got something. And I think you can. You can solve it. It's just. It's just. It's just. You know. Just got to stay on it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Grind on it until you get it. I mean, the thing is, you have a very high bar for performance and um, user experience, and you'll just keep banging on it until it, you know, cross. You know, crosses that bar, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that. The thing is that if the thing, it's what happens when people make excuses, but they can't ever clear the bar. And they make excuses why it's still good enough, right? That's yeah. That stuff never works. That's the, those are the products that suck. You have to have someone who just has a high bar, and it's just, I'm just going, we're going to make this work, one or another. So
0: that's that. Um, so now I'm I'm super excited to hear, and so so basically you've had in, in the Math Academy channel, you've had this countdown. Like every now and again, there'll be like a picture of a Post-it note, and the picture will say, you know, 50 customers needed to break even. And then it'll be like, you know, a couple of weeks later, the picture will be like 42 customers needed to break even just on this post it note. Mm -hmm. So you posted some amazing numbers and photos of that post it note. I want to hear. No, you
1: say me, but it wasn't me. It's Sandy. Of course, Sandy. Sandy does it. So Sandy created that. Of course, it's like, it's like, it's of the style of like what a mom would do for their kids. Like, you have seven chores left this week. You know what I mean? Right. Your little yeah. post-it note and, you know, it, it's so funny. Um, and so she put that up my office. It's like, we don't have this cool like sci-fi dashboard of like, <laughs> yeah. you'd, you'd, you'd kind of expect we have a post-it note on the side of my wall, you know, which is it, it's, a, it's
0: cute. But it's the KPI that matters. I mean, it's like she's really focusing on the one KPI that actually matters.
1: Yeah. And, and that's right. And I, I I like to talk a little more about that in a minute. And, but yeah, so, okay. So she posted that 10. When was that? We had 10 to go. And that was like a, a couple days ago. Yeah, it was like, it was the ninth. So it was two days ago. Yeah. And it's been counting down eight, five. So we are now at four. Mm-mm. We're at four so that
0: is so close we
1: lost one and gained two so it's it always like you're losing your turn you know and it's just like up three down two down two up four you know it's just this constant um sort of step up but you always have little little pullbacks right um and so you can you know even we say one number it's like that can change by the end of the day like we go around to three and then be down to one and then two and then you know It'll it'll bounce. So so you need
0: to be solidly like you know plus ten kind of thing. Well, doesn't it it doesn't fall
1: that? It doesn't um, bounce that much. It's typically like you know I don't know. I I hate to say numbers because it's just so hard to say. But we're typically positive on the day, right? But Mm. you know we'll get you know a a churn a day or something like that, or so you know turn every other day or whatever um they go as a fits and spurts sometimes you know have a big crazy day we get like you know two turns and five new accounts the next day no turns and three epic three new accounts you know stuff like that
0: you know i don't know if you said this before already but i just want to ask you again when when you were making payroll and paying for the family and all that kind of stuff were you going in and like selling a whole bunch of stock yeah and then and, and and that was at a price that was essentially going down because we have like stock market crashes yeah. and and then you're paying tax. Yep. How often are you doing that? How often have, were you doing that during this whole Well, whole I'm still doing fight? it. I mean, break even no, does but I not- mean, How often do you do it? Like, do you do it every week? Do you do
1: it every like- Well, so Sandy does it. Okay. So I wake up in the morning and- Wait, what the hell do you do? It seems, sounds like Sandy does everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good question. You can- we'll bring her on the show and she can you can ask no her. we
0: are going to bring her on the show we're getting very close to that point yeah we're getting very close to that point I just want to be a little bit more over break even
1: yeah yeah um i don't know it's like maybe every two to four weeks she'll go on and sell really? because she's always like when the price is low she's like really grumpy she's like i don't want to sell much right now it's only at you know 31 or 33 or something like that and she'll just sell minimum amount too but it's not, you know to to pay the bills, or you know we got to pay for Colby's tuition, or Izzy's tuition, or we got you know there's some big payment, right? And she's like, you know we gotta we gotta sell more, and she'll be kind of unhappy for the first half of the day because <laughs> she had to sell a bunch of stuff. And you have you know. to pay? Do you have to pay tax on that every time? Oh yeah,
0: oh yeah. What's the percentage of the tax?
1: Uh, well, uh, it's like what? Tw- it's like a, tool. Tw- I don't know what it's like a tw- what, uh Probably like thirty three percent, because of remember because God. when Obamacare passed and and, and it's California. We it said like you had like twenty percent for long term capital gains, and then you have California, which you have to pay, and then the the Obamacare stuff pushed that up to like twenty eight. So I don't know, it's like in the mid, it's like a third. It's not it's not back in the day when you pay fifteen percent. I mean, it's pretty. It's and what, a big and what chunk is of money. Uh, and is it the Uber stock that that you're doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uber ticker. I'm just looking at that right now. Yeah. Where that's at? Forty. Okay.
1: It's a little yeah, so better what, than it's been, but it's still. I mean, it's it, dude. It's really painful. Not making money. I mean, I haven't made any money in five years. Right. I Haven't made a dime. So I'm just. I just know that painful. Georgie
0: couldn't actually do that. Like, and I, and that's no disrespect to her. You know, no disrespect. Well, she's to a normal Georgie, human being. It's a. it's, like, a, it's she a, could a, not, a, not do a normal... what you guys have done.
1: Most people. <laughs> could it most wives would be like that's not happening you know and the reason is because it's 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 um it's uh you you have to be pretty you have to have a pretty high tolerance for risk to do this kind of a thing i mean most people don't but even entrepreneurs who've made some money even a lot more money than i ever made um still don't bet their own money to any large degree right yeah you know um they go back and you know it's like the movie the aviator when um uh, was Howard Hughes was like spending all this money on all this stuff. And, you know, people were like, don't, you know, making all these movies, making these movies. And the people are like, why are you spending your own money? You you always use other people's money. Right. Yeah. Cause it's really, it's really painful because you're, you're ta- you're kind of doubling the risk. You're risking all your time and you're using all your own capital. So it's, it's really painful, but you know, that's what thing I was good. It's worth, we're talking a little bit about it's, um, and I have to say, like Sandy has like really a lot of uh, faith in me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Georgie has like zero faith in me, so that's kind of the well, difference there. <laughs> I, I don't know if she has zero faith. I think that most most wives would be like, listen, this is not – I think you should at least have a job. You know, they would want to play it safe. They're like, we got a kid, we got yeah. a house, we got a retirement, we got to worry about college. You know what I mean? It's just – it's a uh, high, it's higher risk than most people are comfortable with. They can't sleep at night. Um, Sandy, um, it's probably because I've been doing the startup stuff for so long. Maybe she's just um, she's developed some. Well, she was always entrepreneurially minded. Like,
0: so she she kind of has an entrepreneurial mind, whereas Georgie comes from a, a blue collar background and just you know you the idea of entrepreneurialism is just kind of scary. Um, I'm just looking back here in. July 22. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when did, so you got that Uber stock and you probably got it at like a, at a, was it like 60 or something?
1: No, no, it was like 34. 40. It's like 30 34.
0: 34? Okay. So were you still you were still doing this in July 22 and the price then was 21. Yeah. And we're selling it right. really
1: low. It was really, really painful, man. I'm <laughs> oh telling you. I did. That must have been absolutely <laughs> horrific. Just feeling that my that gut feeling. was in my mouth for like a year and a half, dude. I mean, and I, I, think I, and I went on a rant about this, like you know, whatever, six months or nine months ago, about how hard this was to to deal to do. I mean, the, the to create something from scratch and turn it profitable, but then spending all your own money and just spending huge sums of money, and mm-hmm. you know, it's and you're just seeing this stuff go down not not only am I not making any money so we got to pay mortgage payments we got to pay every I mean we have a, a, a household of 5 we have kids in college and a private school and gymnastics stuff I mean it's like a lot of expenses and then I got a team of 18 people just I mean do you you don't have to give me a number but
0: like what's your credit score like Oh, is actually, this, really high. Is it like, yeah, it's, like, oh, it a, is it's high. like a, you know,
1: it's like a seven fifty. It was like almost. It was really high. Yeah, that's, I just that's think that. We, cool. Yeah,
0: it's the same because it, it doesn't know. Like it, they, they, that doesn't know. That just kind of sees cash coming into your account from some well, from it just, some it, magical place. Well, that place. has more to
1: do with like how much credit you carry and how and, and how timely you are with paying off the money yeah, you borrow right. and stuff okay. like that. And um, mm. but it doesn't it doesn't know like. Geez, Jason, you haven't made any money in X number of years. In you And you just, just have these giant gaping holes that money's just going out. So, yeah, man, I mean... You were a contractor before that, though, so you kind of got used... You like, it, like you were
0: already kind of used to living off fumes, in a sense. like Because a contractor's like, big payday, then nothing for us sometime... Then a big like you know what I mean,
1: like yeah I, you, yeah there was that and then then I did the Uber thing for a long time which was pretty stable,
0: yeah that right? was stable and then I stable. was
1: doing consulting for that insurance company and that was a ton of money coming in for a while and so that was really easy living, um, but um, but ever since that ended in two thousand eighteen, it's just been selling Uber stock, you know and it just you know month after month after month and so when Jesus. We weren't making hardly any. We weren't making any money. There's still, there still was nobody paying for it, and it was still just like a dream. I mean, that was that was sort of anguish, right? Because I was I was for a while there I was spending fifty thousand dollars a month on my team. Yeah, and I just eventually I just I could see. I had to cut. fifty
0: thousand dollars a month, and Uber's at twenty two bucks. Yeah, and you're paying a third in taxes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just. I mean, most people will be like, Jason, you're just insane. This is just not. this is this is is stupid um and it helped It started helping when we turned the corner and sandy's like all right you're gonna launch right and we and we've gone through that whole story and got up and muscled our way up to a few thousand dollars a month but because this time last year i think we were making like three grand a month or something Four grand a month, right? I mean, I don't know. We had, we were selling it for less. We had like some fifty users or something. So we're like at ten times the number of users, and I think we're almost at twenty one thousand a month now MRR, right? So,
0: um, so why is the fifty that? What because it was costing fifty thousand a month? Is that just your entire life? No. No, no, 50, that a was a uh, unfortunately
1: my life's a lot More expensive than that. But um, so you pull, you pull back. Uh, I, we, on I the just workforce. told Alex. It's like we got to cut the team down a little bit. It's just I can't, I can't sustain this. It's too, it's too much money, and we just cut the team down, got limited hours a little bit, um, just to pick your best people. It was, and I, I, you know, it was it was was not great for anybody, right? But it was, just, we grew too, we we got a little too ambitious well, ambitious too a little impatient Too much ambitious. Like, yeah but the but the yeah. problem is also you start you have too many people and either he either Alex is going to do one of two things either he's going to delegate too much to too many other people which means the quality is going to go down because if everything right. goes through him everything's going to end up being top notch quality if he's like delegating stuff out we get a lot of stuff that's kind of like well it's sort of okay we got to redo it um so i'm not even sure if you move that much faster I think, if, if, especially if you ultimately want to reach a certain level of quality. And mm-hmm. um, anyway, so I had to I cut the team down a little bit, um, cut some more weakest players and uh, just said, all right, look, this is the limit for the spent, monthly spend," You know, and of course, you know, he's not cheap. I mean, he lives in the UK and has a family and he's, you know, I got to pay him a real salary. Um, but um, yeah, there's a lot of... So you've still got some decent amount of
0: time before you're like making making money and like I mean return on investment is going to take a long time.
1: Well, okay. So here's a couple of things. Um and there's really a, another break even. So this was the original estimated break even. But the break even's a little higher now because of our server costs and stuff and right, which I right. think I can look I think I can reduce those down. But um Justin who um it has he? He wasn't taking a any type of compensation for the last three years. He's just been working purely for equity. And mm. he because he was working full time as a uh, as a math academy teacher, so he had a salary. Mm. So and he lives inexpensively anyway. He's just he's just renting a room. So he you know he spent most of our time here, and we fed him, and so he didn't really have a lot of expenses. Um, but now it's like he's he actually needs to get paid you know he's got he moved just moved to boston i'll tell you something
0: he's not going to regret that decision he's going to be he's going to feel pretty happy that he's got that equity yeah <laughs> there's going to come there's going to come the time where he's going to be like yep
1: yeah well, he I knows i call. mean he knows that we've talked about it because you just work out the numbers and it's like okay like okay so would you say it's going to take a long time to pay the back you, you're thinking in linear terms but growth is not okay. typically linear right. right so the more people yeah. we have The more people tell other people, and even though without with like zero SEO, with zero advertising, with zero PR, with zero marketing, we're still growing.
0: I mean, it's true. Like a product like this, like once it hits the masses, I was thinking about this. I was thinking this is a this is a hockey stick product, you know.
1: And and even if it's not like you know full on hockey stick, if we just start, like if we could get up to. I mean, just just double it, just to a thousand users. That's fifty thousand a month, right? Doubling from five hundred to a thousand shouldn't be that hard. I mean, we t- we've ten xed in the last year.
0: But you still, but let's say you stalled there. That's still going to take a while to pay back any investment. So you'd you'd have to get to like what what's the number of users where it's like, okay, this is really because I I can imagine. I mean, because it's you. You're never just gonna go. Oh yeah, we've got five thousand users a month. Now I'm just gonna sit back and relax. I think you're just gonna like double down and like expand and make it better. And
1: (laughs) yeah, but I'm not gonna hire a bunch of people.
0: (laughs) Right. Okay. We're not doing that.
1: I'm not. I'm not gonna hire a bunch. I'm not hiring a bunch of people. Smarter people. I mean, just really, really good individual people. I mean, well, we have really good people. I. I. It's like the the whole saying, like you know, you can't make a, a nine. Nine women can't make a baby in one month. Yeah. You know, and it's like. I I don't know. I mean, we can't really move the content much faster than it is to maintain quality. And we've, we've created a ton of content. And um, and we'll continue making, getting all these college courses done in the next year or so. Um, I just don't think we need to hire, like, double our content team or whatever. All right. Let me give you a prediction. Mm-hmm. This is
0: a pretty... And by the way, someone said we should have a prediction channel. Mark said mm-hmm. that. Okay, I predict the reason why you'll hire, why you will end up hiring people, will be because of grunt work. It's going to be stuff like integrations. It's going to be like rostering. It's like because when you start getting big and you start getting integrating with all these different districts and all these different things around the world, like y- you are not going to want to do. Yeah, that but work. we're not doing that.
1: We're not. We're not doing the whole. District. You're never going to do that. Well, not anytime never... soon. Okay. Anytime soon. Okay. I mean, we're we're really just selling to parents because. You know, we will do, we will make it possible to create classrooms and, and, and stuff and have teachers because, you know, we have some people who are interested in doing that, but we're not going to, it's not a B2B company. We're not going to have sales teams that are going out trying to sell sales districts to to school districts. It's just, a, that's just a nightmare. It's painful. Okay. It's boring. And I don't, I think it leads to poor software because you end up just building a bunch of stuff that districts can use to check boxes off as, as opposed to selling to the end user who actually care how well the software works is it is it effective is it fun is it engaging versus hey it has these 27 features our committee has decided to buy your software you know yeah but they but well i guess what
0: i'm thinking is um there's like there's going to be a point where it's like you know how you know how they do clinical trials and then the the medicine's so successful they're like look this is—it's unethical to keep giving the placebo to the people. Like we, we're going to have to actually give them mm-hmm. the real thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think it's going to end up like a point like that with math academy, where it's going to be almost unethical. <laughs> like these mm. that these um, d- districts aren't giving math academy, so they're going to—they're going to want to somehow make it easy to integrate, and, and that's the—that's the piece that
1: I'm talking about. But yeah, yeah I mean, but that's, it, that's a prediction in the short term. Like let's talk the next next couple of years. Right. Next couple of years, not doing any of that. I mean, if we hired anybody would probably be somebody to do growth and marketing. Right. Right. That would be, that would be because Sandy's starting to do a lot of the research and she's, she's kind of building a database of education, tech writers who we want to reach out to and stuff like that. But marketing really isn't something that she wants to do. She's more operations. And, um, and she does and in customer support that kind of stuff she does i don't think she really wants to do the marketing so eventually we need to find someone who that's all that's all they think about all day long that's all they do but i mean it's so PRable i mean you just need to
0: hire a great PR firm it's like that's what um what was that post Paul Graham where he said you know i don't understand PR firms but they 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 are magic like Every startup needs to hire a PR. Firm. I
1: don't know. I've also heard the opposite. For most PR firms, it's usually garbage. Like you don't really get anything from them. They end up sucking most of the time. So I don't know. I'm sus- I'm skeptical that you're just going to hire some PR firm and they're going to do some magic. Every time I think, oh, we just hire this stuff and there's magical things that happen, you end up just yeah, but getting you, bullshit. You
0: have the story. Like the point. The point. Like the, the magical thing doesn't happen unless you've got a story that is explosive in its own right, and you actually have that story. So you'd have the the fuel for a PR firm. All they got to do is place it. You know, that's, Maybe that's the I,
1: I think I'd probably hire somebody who's an independent contractor who's got a lot of experience who would work with us um, directly. Um, I, I just think when you get people, because it's the same problem I've had with different like dev firms. They just they 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 make a great presentation, and you got all these really smart well-spoken people and they and they give you this great proposal and all this stuff and then three months later you're off on the third they push it off to the second developer then the third developer and you don't hear and it just everything kind of goes sideways and then you're like can't and uh, i've seen that happen a lot of a lot of companies that have advised who've done that with dev shops and i don't know so now, as a result okay. of that i'm very skeptical of like these these sort of consulting firms I feel like they get in, they, they make a good splash, get it, make a really good showing. And then as soon as they got you, then they just sort of, they start focusing on their next client that they're trying to land. And then you just kind of, mm, you're on their, that's their. Then they give yeah. you their third stringers and then the project manager quits. And then you don't have anyone really talking to. And then the, the, one of the, f- the principals is trying to manage it, even though they're not really a project manager. And so the stuff's not happening. God, even the stories that this has happened to the companies I've, I've advised, it's just ridiculous. So Anyway, I'm not, I'm, uh, I don't know what I think really about the whole marketing PR stuff. Um, i all the, all I know is that whenever you just kind of think you're going to give it to somebody and they're just going to work magic that like almost never happens. In my personal experience, it is like almost never happens yeah it's like uh, I, I can't agree with that more yeah so when people say oh you, you know you just grab here, they'll just do all this magic stuff i'll bet you anything i'll be disappointed and be like that oh, was a waste of fucking money i should have just done a lot of it myself and hired one person to do some of their grunt <laughs> gr- but funny. when gifts when people give stuff to you to do does
0: magic happen do you create magic for other people
1: i i think most of the time i try to i, I you hmm. know i mean it's a whole other thing consultants versus you know firms and stuff i i I, I just I feel like you have to be heavily involved in whatever you're doing, heavily involved. You know, they, they I'll tell the story. I've told the story a million times, but it you know, but it it it's, it's so true. It's like when my brother and I were little kids, they were like eight and six or something like that, and we were playing space. And I had taken a bunch of cardboard <laughs> boxes, yeah, yeah, drawn like computer buttons on them. Back in the day, when computers were a bunch of blinking buttons. I took everything out of my closet except for them. Made my closet look like a cockpit of a spaceship. And I tell my brother, I said, okay, I'm going to go my spaceship and take off. And then when I land, you're going to make my room look like an alien planet. (laughs) And he just kind of looks at me. And so then I go, okay. And then I shut it and I make these rocket sounds or whatever. And then open the thing a minute later. And guess what? My room just didn't look like an alien planet at all. It just looked exactly like my room. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, well, what do you expect? Like, you know, and, and that's kind of the way it is. It's like, you think you're going to get in your rocket ship and you're just, someone's going to just work magic and they just don't. It's like you had to be heavily involved in the process. You just, that's just no way. You know, and you can hire someone as a contractor, you hire them full time, but you got to be heavily involved. If, you know, it's just sort of this. Hoping that somebody's that some magical stuff is going to happen, it, it's just it is just it's um it's just magical thinking, and it, it just it, you know every once in a while it'll happen. You get really lucky. You hire someone they just do all this stuff and every once in a while. But yeah. counting on it is a is a fool's errand, and just don't do it. So, um, I don't know. So, so what are we going to say I, on that in terms of the marketing and PR stuff yeah. and advertising? My instinct is to try and do. A lot of it ourselves at first to really understand how we think it works, you know. Because then what happens? Is you bring somebody in, and if you don't know how to do anything, and then they can just say, "Oh, this is like really hard," and this is that, and you just kind of believe them because you don't know. Mm, and you're like, "No, it's exactly. bullshit. I just did. It took, it'll take you an hour and a half. It's not gonna take you a week." And like, "Oh, right, okay. You know, just do this. Bang, 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 bang. Here's what you do. Oh, we're gonna do that. Nope, don't do that. These websites is a waste of time. This, nope, don't. You know, it's like." Understand what needs to be done. If you go in and you're just clueless about the whole thing, and then you know people, you can you you could get someone who's a real expert who comes in and say, "All right, Jason, let me let me explain how this works. This is what we're going to do." And you're lucky, and and they're actually totally straight up with you, and they're totally competent, and they deliver it. But you could also be snowed. Somebody comes in who's a total bullshitter, and
0: yeah. they
1: talk a good game, and they just waste six months of your time and a lot of your money and kind of a lot of excuses and stuff. And then the day is, it was your fault because you didn't understand what needed to be done. You just were hoping that that you're hoping you could just delegate it, make someone, make someone could just make it go away. Yep. So are you, was there anything else math Academy you wanted to talk about? Yeah. So I just wanted to, um, where'd my notes go? Where some notes. So, um, One thing I was talking a little bit about with uh, Sandy was the... Well, I have one technical thing and one thing with Sandy. So so Sandy was just talking about this morning about how difficult her job is dealing with the feedback from customers. Mm -hmm. And she said, even though the vast majority of it is really positive, which is great. It's like every once in a while you get some stuff that's snarky or just it's kind of negative. It's just like, it just really takes a lot out of you. But she said, it's not always just that, because she says that it's like continually having to ju- explain and adjust and justify how and why the system works the way that it does <coughs> is, 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 is very taxing. Because we're doing so much that's new and different. People just don't understand. They don't understand space repetition. They don't understand a hierarchical knowledge graph they don't understand all these stuff and so there's just even if people are positive and open they're still like so why does it do this or how why, how i don't know. i've seen it in the math academy
0: channel itself even with the with the smart people there i've seen those types of iterative discussions and then you explain why it does it that way and then they're like oh yeah that makes sense yeah
1: and and that it's 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 taxing it's like it's like walking uphill even if people, it's like, in some cases people are pushing against you and you're just like, you know, in other cases, even if they're not really pushing against you, you're still having to walk uphill with mild resistance. And she's like, it's just, sometimes it just takes a lot out of her. She was talking about today and, um, you know, and, and but and it's, it's and in this, a, a lot of this is why entrepreneurs don't do this stuff. They don't talk to customers because it's painful. It's like, it's painful when you get negative feedback, it's painful yeah. when people just don't care. It's painful yeah. even if they do care but they want a bunch of stuff and they don't understand. And so and so a lot of entrepreneurs and technolo- technology entrepreneurs in particular avoid it. They are just like, well, I'm just going to build." And then so what they end up doing is they just never release or they build a lot of the wrong stuff or they build for the wrong market or whatever. And we know this story. This is stuff that Y Combinator hits on continuously because as much as they talk about it, everyone the it doesn't solve the problem. The the next round the next crop of YC companies fall into the same trap of not talking to customers. Because <laughs> it's hard. It's really hard. So I feel I feel uh I feel bad for her because she she does it all day long. She just has he she says her laptop on but it all so, day long.
0: <laughs> but so she's talking to customers and they're they're not understanding it and sometimes they're pissed off so so but but the implication of talking to customers is that you do what customers want Mm -hmm. so there's a bit of a a, like a an oxymoron there because like you you're doing something new you know what you wanted to do and they're being pissed off but you also want to do something that makes them happy so how do you find that middle ground
1: yeah i mean you know I think – well, in our case, typically what it means is you're is you're just trying to – you're trying to get people to understand what – how how the, how the problem is being solved and why – you know, it's like they don't understand. Most people really don't understand how education works or how learning works. They just have this very like, I don't know, you could take a class or something or you just kind of read stuff or somebody tells you stuff. And it's like, no, it's not really how you learn. You know, they have to – you'd have to really talk them through it and go, okay, think about the times you really learned something well and outside of school even you know, how'd you learn how to play guitar or piano?
0: How'd you
1: learn oh, how to play drums? Yeah, I'm just, no, I'm just, I'm re- oh, right. I'm like, how do you learn, it? you know? And they're like, think about it and I'm like, did you just sit there and watch a video and just learn it? No. Yeah. Anyway, so you have to go all through all these, you have to kind of explain it to people because really people haven't thought about it that much and they don't really understand. And so then you have to explain. And so it's a lot of education. And the, one thing I told her this morning is like, you know, and I'm not the first person who said this. I think, um, I think David Sachs was one of the people who said this was that all great startups are really starting a movement or they're a big part of a movement. And when you're part of a movement, there's a lot of education that goes on. You have a lot of explaining why things are changing, they need to change, and this is how we're doing it. It's not yeah. And that's it's exhausting, you know, it's an exhausting process because the world uh, doesn't necessarily want to change people aren't really they're like mm. i don't know they don't you know even people who are open to looking for a new solution are then still befuddled some of the time you know they're
0: but um, i mean you know that this is a hundred percent like the modern teacher problem like that's what we do we literally go in there and go into districts and change the way that they they teach and most of the time they don't want it
1: no you know? Yeah, well, the problem with and the problem with the B two B in the teaching is that teachers and school districts incentives are not aligned with optimizing uh, student outcomes. They are aligned with the, what they're optimizing for. Two things: teachers are optimizing for getting their students up to grade level standard because they don't get any credit for kids running above that, right? They're also optimizing to keep their parents off their back and for headaches, right? Because it's it's just Pain in their ass. And people are always optimizing away from pain. How do I keep the pain? You know, so I don't want to do anything that's going to cause me a headache and then get these kids to grade level standards. Districts are also likewise trying to keep parents off their backs and to get their schools higher ratings, which in a lot of cases is basically getting students up to grade level and on all these different things. It doesn't have to change the way doing all this stuff. It's a hard sell to get them to do all that. You know, I don't know it's hard, but at least with yeah. parents, parents are laser focused, not all, of them, but a lot of them are laser focused on on, on optimizing their students' um, education. So they're open to they're like, look, you know, I don't I want my daughter, you know, my daughter is she's doing fine in class, but she's bored. I don't feel like she's learning much. I'm not really impressed with what they're doing, right. So as far as the teacher is concerned and the school's concerned, everything's fine with their daughter. They're like really unoppressed. Like this is not good enough. So they're open to doing something. They're open to paying money. They're open to, you know, whatever it takes to like let's let's. This is important stuff. And our daughter has a a ability to do more. And so.
0: But like so, after that discussion that you had with Sandy, like, are you guys going to change anything? Are you going to keep on to keep the status quo going as you're going to go, or do you have like some kind of plan to make that less painful? I, I don't know. Her. There
1: is there there's there's no plan. I I don't know if there's any fixing it. It's like, you know, at some point we might have. If we hired anybody, I I, I thought the first person we would hire would be somebody to help her, but she's like, no, I don't want someone to help me. I want somebody marketing. If we hire somebody,
0: yeah. so
1: while it's it's kind of like this. It's like while it's hard and painful, it's also allows her. I mean, she is at the center of the. Pulse of what our customer experience is like, what people want, what they need. She knows. I mean, she emails every single new customer. She's back and forth with them, getting feedback from them. She knows about their kids and their school situation or adults who are going back and I mean, college. I mean, she's like, she knows all of them. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them, right? And that's just not only does it allow her us to create a relationship with our customers, which is valuable in itself. But it, it's an incredible source of information. It's like, okay, what what do we need to be doing here? Right? So mm-hmm. I can she she just said, list like this is what you need to solve. Bang, bang, bang. This is this is this is the list. This is this is what people need. You know? So what was the other uh, math well first of all of I what, but but given that I, I I want to read this here's here's a one nice email I got this week. So we 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 tend to get these mm pretty regularly. This was a nice one we got on Friday. She says, hi, Sandy. Thanks for reaching out. I am so unbelievably grateful to have found your platform. I have to catch up on a lot of math for college, and I tried countless textbooks, Khan Academy, Udemy, Coursera, YouTube, Reddit, and other paid math websites. I had never heard of your site until I stumbled onto a random forum mentioning it. For the first time, it's clicking. So fast too, whereas previously I would spend hours, days, weeks, months trying to practice or learn a concept. When did you guys start up? You have the best method, best capital, all caps, method and website, and it's worth every penny. Condensing the lessons into short concepts, easy to follow with all, without, without, All of the superfluous stuff or drive videos, it's so simple but genius. I wish I learned about your site sooner, three exclamation points. Please keep up the great work because you are building something so special that the world is really lacking at the moment, exclamation point. I look forward to being a loyal customer for many years to come. Best wishes. Well, you know what I'm going to say next?
0: (laughs) Well, like, why isn't that front and center in your homepage yeah. <laughs> i mean that's really really great yeah wow fantastic testimony. yeah
1: and, and we've, if we've you know that's that we've had other ones like that too so you you get um we get a lot of positive feedback but it's like all it takes is like one negative one to be just like oh god you know mm-hmm. and usually they're kind of silly right like they're not there's just not even you know someone complaining about there's no dark mode or you know or that <laughs> <laughs> we had a guy we had a guy who canceled his account because he's like well you know you're not releasing courses in a timely manner like our university courses i mean he's halfway through foundations too i mean like he's like a year and a half away from being able to do anything above calculus like what are you even talking about <laughs> you know what i mean all right see ya. i mean it's just like <laughs> it's just weird you know um you know but it's still like any neg- negativity just takes a takes a uh, it, oh, it, sucks. It, it takes it, it takes a toll. So that was a great, great, great email you got. No, it was really nice. It was really it was really nice. Um so on the tech side, I've been working on the proof editor. You remember me mentioning oh, that? Yeah. So yeah. um what was interesting and one I think I asked Justin to do was to create a uh, a bunch of different proofs in different subjects. Is that I don't want just you know, a bunch of number theory proofs or a bunch of abstract algebra proofs. I want analysis, I want complex analysis, I want differential equations, I want everything. I need to understand whether our approach is going to work on in all of these different types of proofs, different proof structures, proof by induction, direct proofs, proof by contradiction, proof by cases, um, you know, short proofs, long. Proof. I mean, like, how is all this gonna work? And I and I, so I need to I need to understand that. And so then he just said, "All right." So he went back. He just got to work and just started building up, you know, coming up with proofs for all these different things and all these tech, you know, coming using, looking at all these textbooks and stuff on the web. And and it was the first thing he goes, he he he's like, "Well, I need, I need to like and see the way we're doing it is kind of like Mad Lib." Did I tell you about this?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you yeah. you just have a the drop
1: proving of drop downs. Well, the first thing I realize is like, okay. Um, the drop downs have to have like LaTeX in they have to have math jacks math in the drop downs, right? You're making your own drop That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> You're a man who's worked with the select state before. You don't, yeah, they don't do that. So I had to create my own, which was not that hard. That was kind of fun. And, yeah, and it looks fun. really yeah. slick. I was like, but he, he starts showing me one and he has his he has these like sample ones with the text box in middle of like a block of LaTeX, like inside the LaTeX, not like outside of it and part of like just sentences or something. And I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't think that's gonna be possible. I don't think you can, you know, the, when you look at the generated math, it's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of of all these custom spans and divs and all this crap to create all this layout to happen. And then they, and they have their own layout engine. Like you yeah. can't, so then I walk away, I said, so we're just going to have to get more creative about where we put these selects. And then I started thinking about it and I'm just like, that's not a good answer. <laughs> I'm like, i got to figure out, I said, we got to have to have these because some of these proofs, you're, you're just going to want that. You're just going to want to have different steps, you know, you know, this equals this equals this equals this and the different, those steps are going to have to have drop downs. And so I figure out how to do it. Which I means I had to kind of reverse engineer the layout engine and the custom, you know, crap that the, that the MathJax library was doing, and then I realized, crap, they upgraded their engine. I was on, I was, I, for whatever reason, I was using 2.7 on this one page, and they upgraded to three zero, and they till they rewrote their whole layout engine, so their whole buy, their whole format changed. I was like, "Oh, come on!" So I, I was a, that was a total that was really stupid of me. But um, so that's what I've been doing is like, it's like, it's like reverse engineering or, or a binary protocol because in one case it was like it wouldn't. I, I put in the um the select and it things were just not aligning right because it was expecting I had a placeholder. It rendered with like a placeholder text, right. but this stuff wasn't aligning. Look at, I'm like, that's like crap. And like, but I couldn't figure out how, what, you know, I'm in, I'm in the like the inspector and I'm trying to look is it the height? Is it the offset? Like, where, what is controlling how this thing is sitting? And so, what I'm doing is I end up just finally copying all of the C- CSS, MatchX, and all the generated code into a text file and then slowly ripping out anything that didn't have any effect until I got down to it. And there was finally this one, you know, it was a top because it was using like a left and top like absolute positioning, or relative absolute or whatever. And I finally get it, like, Ta-da! you know. And then that was before I realized I had to redo it for the new layout engine.
0: So, I know that well. I know that that going through it, go through things until you like you're the the binary search. Oh, um, that's brutal. But uh, just a just a question. Um, so this is going inside. I don't know you. You probably don't want me to to, to talk about no, this. You can but go through as much This you want. is going inside like your own made up drop drop down. Yeah. So like, could it, like how many inches high could it could each one of these things be? Because because you're gonna you're gonna select like multiple and you want to scroll through mm-hmm. it. So how how big can each one be in terms of big height? It needs to be at a certain size. And and so your so the issue is is the layout engine you need to fit within. Some kind of div within within the context of like a scrollable thing, and that's kind of a pain. Well, that's in the ass, that's right? actually not you, bad.
1: It was it was it was taking the select and sticking it the select, which itself has mathjax in it, inside a big block of 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 multi line thing of LaTeX. You know, like a whole worked out solution to an equation. Okay,
0: so LaTeX. So you're in, you're inserting that. Um. Okay, and so because it's it's it's. HTML inside LaTeX is that's what the problem is,
1: right? Yeah, well, it it ultimately it all gets generated into HTML in the end, right? So LaTeX is LaTeX, like, but yeah, but it's like we have their their stuff, their engine. I mean, their layout LaTeX. Then my custom drop divs and you know create a custom select and then more LaTeX inside of that, right? So what I have to do is I have to when I have some markup code. So when you're creating this, um, this all this writing all this LaTeX, right? So these guys are writing LaTeX and they say, okay, in this line, instead of there being an equation, you're going to be a drop-down list of seven possible equations. And here are the, here are all the equations. Yeah. And then put a select. And so the way you do it is you type select. And then you open braces and you have comma separated values of the equations. But if there's a comma in there, you can put quote double quotes around this section. So,
0: so you have to do it that way. You can't be like abstracted. You have to be work within the context of their CSS and their styling and all their stuff. Yeah. Like you couldn't you couldn't just like bring that select as its own thing, like Z index a thousand.
1: Just put it where the mouse is? No, not really. I don't think. No, because... So what I'm doing is... I mean, you could sort of do... I was thinking you could sort of do that, but the best thing is to put a placeholder in there. Right. Then have it generate the stuff. And then I take my... So I see a select, and I go, okay, generate this select somewhere else in a hidden div. Then once they've they've finished their rendering, then I find that placeholder, and I take my selective and i replace the placeholder with my stuff and then i make an and then i tweak their surrounding css that they've generated by their layout engine to accommodate my inserted select so that the equal signs and what everything lines up really nicely got it
0: all right well it sounds so that's like what you said before like when you got when you got someone who has a passion to get it the way that they want it, they'll just keep on sticking out. Yeah,
1: you just got to get creative. You got to get clever. You're just like I'm not giving up on this, like because it looks. Once it works, it looks really cool. I mean, it looks really slick. It looks, it looks like it. That's how it's supposed to look. You look at it, go, of course, it's you know, um, but it's a it's a bear of a problem. Um, just getting everything to work right. So and there's other complications that's, too, but that's that's the that's my, what I found
0: with a lot of the, a lot of lists. It's like. I mean, I'm making something really complicated, but it actually just seems like just completely natural. Like that's the way it's supposed to work. Right. It's like, yeah. So I get it. I get but it. But getting to getting um, too
1: natural and fast is hard when we're doing something that's not standard. Typically, I mean, it typically takes a lot yeah, of work. Yeah, not standard. Yeah. Um, you know, and then one thing I found is, in my even my original solution on the previous rendering engine, I had it. Everything was working great in Firefox, but not on Chrome. And I was like, Oh God. So it's just, yeah. there's a lot of, uh, I don't know. Lost oh, so you use Firefox, generally? No, I generally use Chrome. I switched to Firefox debugging this. For some reason, the Grammarly library kept firing off all these errors and it kept like the, the debugger kept, kept catching on all this grammar, all these Grammarly code. I'm like, what the, you know? And I was like, you could disable it on a specific site. I know. Like I that. was just lazy. I thought i just bring up Firefox, you know, and then so I just started working on Firefox and yeah. so thinking about it, you know. I did, I did the 30 second yeah. solution instead of the one minute solution, which is just <laughs> disable it. Um, was there any other
0: Math Academy tech stuff you wanted to go through? Well,
1: or? one that I just wanted to bring up or real quick, and then we can, but I think we can talk about it again is one thing Sandy's really concerned about is the scalability and stress she wants uh, of the site when, because we're going to, we she's, pro- Preparing a lot of PR stuff to go out for the summer, and we talked a little bit about that. And so, one thing I might want to talk about, and then maybe maybe next week is is how to stress test the site and scalability issues, because she says she's like really has a bad feeling about that. She's really worried about well, it. Well, uh, Veraptor is the person to to
0: talk to. Yeah, <laughs> like a hundred percent, like um, because he's he's he knows all about that stuff. Um, do you, I mean? Do you already have? No, some, you know, I think we should do mind? what
1: I should do is probably ask uh, do an ask tz or whatever yeah. we do and and you know maybe um tag v raptor or anybody else who wants to you know what, what what what's the best way to stress test this stuff because she is not i say oh we got the 16 corset we're fine and she's like well how do you know i'm like i just think we're probably fine she's 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 not convinced so it's causing her a lot of stress because she thinks that we're gonna we're gonna have a problem i'm like that's gonna be a great problem if so many people a psyche handle that sounds like a great problem <laughs> but she's like it's still a problem like we need to we need to be ready for that.
0: Yeah, there, there's services that you can just go ahead and get them to just use your site like their fake users, mm-hmm. and the, and you just give them logins and stuff, and they can they can hammer it. You probably don't want to do that on live. This is where you are going to need a staging server. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because
1: yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it's going to bring live down, and then the, then that's going to piss oh, everyone. Fair off. enough. No, I I I agree <laughs> in that case that yeah, I don't, <laughs> you would want to stress test the live system. That sounds like a bad idea.
0: We've got two things to talk about before we talk about the global stuff, the UFO and all that stuff. Uh, first one is, um, so Modern Teacher, we had our our launch. So every year we've always done a launch where we all get together because we're, com- we're a remote company. So for the last 10, 10 11 years, um, we have done one launch every year and it's always been a regular kind of business conference. What, you
1: just call it a but launch? This, it's just a retreat? It's it's called launch but it's a retreat okay.
0: basically we call it it's, you're not it's necessarily
1: launch. launching a new product line or something no no
0: it's launch of the year it's like planning the year it's like a yearly yeah, retreat um so with the new move move and being bought by stride and everything um there's always been guy ceos running the company mm-hmm. but now there's a, a female ceo um and chavez and um And then there's also no other male people, male workers at the company. So it's just seven moms and me. (laughs) And you're kind of a mom, um, so, you know. I guess, but it was, it's just really funny how different it is. So like, and I'm not going to get too, you know, in too much detail, but just a couple of things, a couple of reflections. So we we sat down for the first, um, you know, discussion in the conference room, you know, in in the hotel, the conference room, and like sit down and everyone has a care package. And like the care package has eye drops and hand cream and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> so that's obviously very mm-hmm. different. And then the other thing is, is everyone has a, uh, a wishing bracelet. Okay. <laughs> so it was like the very adult sweet, version was, of the friendship bracelets. It, it, it's just a very sweet way to start. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just like really makes you, um, feel good about humanity in a kind of way. But anyway, it was just, it was just very funny. Um, so I'm I'm wearing this wish, wishing bracelet. I made a wish, okay. and when when the wishing bracelet comes off, the wish will come true. Apparently. Okay. And then we did. Um, of course, we did the escape room. Mm-hmm. So me and seven moms in an escape room, and um, you know what? It was funny. It's like we we did it, we did okay. I mean, we we got out. So it was like an hour an hour there. We got out. We certainly asked for a lot of clues. It was a de- very different experience to doing the escape room with you and Colby. Well, do dude, I'll our, say that.
1: our crew, we set the record. We they, set, we the, record, set yeah. the record. I mean, but we had a lot of firepower there, right? I yeah, mean, we right. had a lot of smart people. And the kids <laughs> we there were all like the math academy kids. So they're all really smart. And of course, they were like, they were like frenetically going, trying to solve. I mean, it was crazy, right? It was really
0: in an overdrive. Yeah, I mean, kind it was like way.
1: so much. I'm because I brought Izzy, and she's like, I can't even. I don't. I can't even help. I can't even get involved. It's just because everybody was moving so fast. So, oh, I got this. We oh, got, oh, got this. You know, remember? It was just like <laughs> it, it was like it was like you had a bunch of junior dev- devs that all had 180 IQs, and were just going nuts. And you were just trying to keep them corralled. Okay, guys, guys, guys. Look, yeah, I understand you want to build. Like, let's focus here. Okay, remember, you know, that's kind of what we were doing, and the, the, they were just yeah. insane. So yeah. I would imagine we had different experience <laughs> That was was a super different, a super different experience. But it was a good, it was a nice experience.
0: Like I was, I was Like it was funny. We kind of worked well as a team. I mean, we really did work well as a team. Like everyone kind of went in there and did their did their own thing, and then they sort of came together, and then like went back. And so we just gradually got through it in that way. But we did ask for a lot of clues. I think that if it was if it was the the Colby team with you and the Math Academy guys and Phil and everyone. I think we probably would have got through this one a lot faster, um, but only because I've I know I've been through that experience with you guys before, and like, yeah, I think you'd have you'd have got to some of the things faster, yeah, because um, it was like you know like code breaking, math type stuff, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, yeah. But anyway, it's very. It, I'm just saying, it's very different. Like a completely female company is very different to a company that is like 50-50. So oh, just, so I that, would imagine very different.
1: Yeah, much less one that was all yeah.
0: male. Yes. Um, so that was one thing. So then the other thing is, uh, I do think we should mention the artwork success of the last show. Okay. So the artwork came together very nicely. Um, what's his name? Three Sons of Crypto. What? <laughs> what is this? It's just, just like look a long handle. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, Web Dev Three. Web Three mm-hmm. Dev. Sons of Crypto. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, who's very very kindly uh, agreed to help us with the artwork, and we did have a couple of other submissions. Mm-hmm. Um, but how did you feel the process went?
1: Well, did it ever? Sh- I don't know where it showed up. Did, was there ever a final? Did because because in my podcast app, it still has the old texting art. It does, yeah. Uh, if well, I look at a few people, I look. Let me just see. So if I um, a few people commented on it. Let me look. Oh, there okay. we go. If I click on the got- actual thing, it, it shows it there. But <laughs> but it's not, yeah, I mean I see it, but it's not in the um it's not in the well, I d- feed on the I don't the know Apple what that's thing. about.
0: But let's just say we had we did have people come into the artwork channel and say that they really okay. liked it. Yeah, no, it was pretty cool. Um, so yeah,
1: it really did a really great job.
0: I thought the I thought the image was great. But I think um the lesson learned is don't ask people to make the artwork until you've got the show notes. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be—that's the process. It needs to be because we had so many different uh, ideas mm-hmm. before that, and none of them really made sense until the show notes came along. And it's like, oh, okay, because it's the title. It needs to be based on yeah. the title. Yeah. You know how the world went soft. Yeah. And then it was like, boom.
1: Yeah, it was. So good. this time that was around, good. You know what's funny though? There was some different article. There was like a, one or more articles that came out in like the week, subsequent weeks, the following weeks. That that we're about talking about the world going soft. I uh, thought so oh, that's really? kind of funny. <laughs> it's like we had our yeah. our uh finger on the pulse. Oh there. dude. We're always ahead mm. of the curve.
0: Come on. <laughs> um like the the people who we interviewed who turned into billionaires, you know, the 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 right, right.
1: people. Right. Um
0: okay, so so yeah, so actually that that remi- that kind of reminds me if we are gonna do weekly you are definitely going to need to step up your show notes game. Yeah, I'll do them quicker. For
1: doing Okay, good
0: deal. All right. Uh, So then I think we're ready to move on to some of the major talking points, which are, well, I've got three things. One of them is the UFO Revelations by David Grush. Um, And and in fact, let's just go straight into that because first of all, I think I beat you to the punch in actually mentioning that. Did you? One day before you, I posted a link to it. Hmm. um in in the texting discord and i was pretty felt pretty proud of myself and the next day and you didn't notice hmm. it obviously and the next day you came in and you posted the link to it but then you posted like 10 research items and it was like okay he's really i mean you've always been really into that stuff much more well
1: i um i so. i had seen it on twitter and, uh, yeah. like, the day it came out, and, it, and that, that's one thing that's, I guess is really good about Twitter. I mean, Twitter is really bad in that it it, it, it really kind of can um, get you really kind of fr- upset and frustrated with all the, you know, right? And yeah. so, it's I, I sometimes try to avoid it because it just pisses me off half the time. I'm just like, God. But then it does bring to attention stuff that you wouldn't see otherwise, right? And so, yeah. that stuff came up. I, I saw a couple of those links from some. People I respect, you know, comment on it, and say that oh, this is really interesting, and so then I, I bookmarked it, and I hadn't had a chance to read it, and so I didn't. That's why I was a couple of days behind because I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. I, I want to sit down and actually read this. Um, uh, right. So there's that article in the Guardian. There was an the article by uh, the the DND yes. Brief, which is the original one. Uh, News Nation. Had interviewed this guy, um, and then he was on the Hill, covered it, and I mean, now it's been everywhere. It's been Fox News. It's been on, you know. Everywhere. But still, just just give us a wrap, a roundup of what it is. Why don't you you do the I think you should do the. You do a sure. Good job.
0: Well, basically, just just uh, I mean, in a nutshell, it's just like the most credible person so far um, to just go ahead and say, I've I've spoken to. Um, see that he doesn't have any personal um evidence himself but he's he is very credible in terms of his his rank and how long he's been um working in the special services and saying and and he like had a the job of being in charge of the U, the UAP committee right the yeah the committee to investigate yeah. mm-hmm. and, and so he's gone around and spoken to a lot of generals, a lot of different people who are like super high ranking, mm-hmm. and just hear this, the same story again and again. Yep, we've got alien craft. Yep, we've had them for a while. Yep, it's it's ridiculous that that we haven't told the, the world about it. And so he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm yeah." Just and there were documents t- too. So there
1: was documentation. There was classified yeah. documentation referencing all this stuff. It wasn't just that there was multiple um, people high link high ranking. Long-serving intelligence people who were coming to him saying, "Look, you know, this is what's going on." And these are people he said, in some cases, he had known his entire career. These aren't people he just met like last year or two who, who kind of doesn't know. So these are people he's known his entire career. And
0: uh, and he just never had access to to that knowledge via. But he said there was
1: a lot of malfeasance. A lot of uh, if stuff was illegally withheld. There were just uh, there was a lot of ethical and legal breaches and um the uh he he's he's basically the way people are characterizing him is he's this he's has the highest moral compass like he is in fact the way this is all going he's reporting this through the, the standard channel I and mean, he's reporting it to the inspector in general for the intelligence community right he's and he went to congress right he went using via that process yeah he's so so i i, I I didn't have a, you know, I wanted to spend more time on this. I ended up spending more time on this stupid supplement stuff, but I was going to find the some of the important quotes on this that made it interesting. So here's a, one thing from one of the artists it says, Carl E. Neal, a recently retired Army colonel and current aerospace executive who was the Army's liaison for the UAP task force from 2021 to 22 and worked with Grush there, characterizes Grush as beyond reproach. Okay, this is not. Some guy you can just dismiss. Yeah. This is a guy. Yeah, exactly. If I was telling you about him and he'd say he was someone I knew, I'd say, I'd be Justin, this guy's no joke. I'm telling you. If he says this is true, it's true. So that's that's and this guy is out in the open. He's a, a, a you know, army colonel, a a full board colonel is a big deal. That's one step below general. Right? That's a big deal. This isn't like someone who is a sergeant or something, right? Okay. So and he still has a he's a he's an executive with an aerospace company. I mean he still has a, a high profile position, right? He's not some nobody exactly, who's li- working on a, living on a farm somewhere and can just say whatever he wants. Well, as he said in in his interview,
0: you know, I'm telling you this at at personal yeah. risk. Like this is well, that's my like, personal yeah. risk. To tell pers- you
1: this. Yeah, well, it, well, it's a career. Just he's risky his career person. you know, people who don't want this out or people you know, love you know. about it. Yeah. You know, people who just don't believe it and are just gonna attack him, right? So So this guy, Carl E. Neal, the the Army colonel, says his assertion concerning the existence of a terrestrial arms race occurring sub-Rosa over the past 80 years focused on reverse engineering technologies of unknown origin is fundamentally correct, as as is the indisputable realization that at least some of these technologies of unknown origin derive from non-human intelligence, said Carl Neal, the retired Army colonel who worked with Grush on the UAP task force. Seriously, like you can't, you just can't dismiss that, right? Okay. Okay, you know, I mean, I, I let let, let me let me read a one, a couple more. No, it's just okay. okay. Yeah. And this is from this is another quote. He says a number of well placed current and former officials have shared detailed information with me regarding this alleged program, including insights into the history, governing documents, and location where a craft was allegedly abandoned and recovered. Mellon said. However, it is deli- a delicate matter getting the potential explosive information into the right hands for validation. This is made harder by the fact that, rightly or wrongly, a number of potential sources do not trust the leadership of the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, ARO, established by Congress. So this is Christopher Mellon. He was a former Undersecretary of Defense or whatever. Like He's a big deal. This is of the Mellon family. This guy's a, 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 like a very well placed person, high, high security uh, clearance, a lot of influence, impeccable reputation. Okay, this is another one. Jonathan Gray is a generational officer of the United States intelligence community with a top secret clearance who currently works for the National Air and Space Intelligence Center, NASIC, where the analysis of UAP has been his focus. Previously, he had experience saying private aerospace and Department of Defense special directives task forces. Here's what he says. The non-human intelligence phenomena is real. We are not alone, Gray said. Retrievals of this kind are not limited to the United States. This is a global phenomenon, and yet a global solution continues to elude us. Well, a couple of points. Um,
0: I, I mean, I'm just... Just on face value, I mean, I'm an optimist, and I I'm believing that it's true. Um, so t- then the next question is, okay, it, if it's true, um, that means that the the information, the 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 technology must be so advanced that it was that it's just been like our scientists looking at it is just like looking at something that's just impossible to decipher, because like there's been no. You know, like what's what secret weapons do they have that's like at the level of like alien technology? Doesn't really seem like they have that. I mean, there's certainly no leaking of that at any time recently. So taking them all that time to 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 figure it out. And second of all, like what what does it mean? What does it mean that we're not alone? Like like if that if, if that was official to the whole world and everyone knew it and aliens are a real thing. What does it mean for society? What does okay, it mean well, for let's, religion? Okay, well let's let's all take the first one.
1: Um, okay, well let's. I think you said three things. One, uh, <laughs> well, the first one is that you know you 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 believe this. I think here's the thing: you cannot. You either have to say one of two things: all these people are lying, and what motivation would they have to lie? All this is going to do is hurt Grush's career. Right. Right. There's nothing he doesn't. He's benefit just from some. It he's like one of these whistleblowers. He's like, you know what? This is a big deal. I don't care what this does to me. I just gotta. This this people have to know about this. Um, this aerospace colonel always gonna all they're gonna get is grief. Right. Yeah. Um. Be bad for that, right? Yeah. But I think what's happening now is enough people. There's been so much evidence that's been coming out. I mean, it is coming out all over the place. Um, that I think enough people are just like, it's time. It's time to get this out. I mean, and people say, wow, well, if it was so, you know, that, you know, like, how, if this was, um, how could this not have leaked if this happened? It has been leaking. There's been leaks. It's this has been, been leaking for it's decades. It's been leaking the whole time. And that's the reason why
0: it's in science fiction movies. And they, they basically use the leaking against itself. Mm-hmm. So, the leaking is to make, to uh, to make everyone really. Yeah, and people,
1: but, but yeah, but I mean, like this stuff that, has been coming yeah. out. People, well, well, look, I don't know, look, I don't think you can say that. I mean, you're basically saying it's a, it's what they call a disinformation technique called limited hangout. Like we're yeah. going to leak something and then we're going to, and people kind of believe it. It's going it to be close to the truth, but then there's going to be something wrong with it. Then we can dismiss it or debunk it. And then people can be, oh, it's all bullshit. Right. So let's, let's not even, let's not even attribute any methods or, or um, agendas on dismissing it. Stuff just comes out. Somebody says something to somebody. Says, hey, this stuff, you know, da, da. somebody writes about it. Some intelligence person, some ex-military person said this. And people write about it in a, in a, you know, and it comes out in some UFO book or some UFO convention. And it just starts making its rounds. This that's how left stuff leaks out, right? Nobody wants to put their ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, very few people want to, you know, um, get in trouble. For leaking classified information, yeah. or in violation of a non-disclosure agreement, which is some of them have referenced, because these have these non-disclosure that that um, will follow them to their grave, and because they've been working yeah. with aerospace, in some cases with some aerospace companies that had very limited exposure to it, only a few people know about it, but yet there's these very severe legal ramifications so people are like you know I'm screw it i'm not gonna and then the later in life they say to their grandkid or their kid at their deathbed this happened and then the person reports it somewhere and then it's just like well who, who knows if this is true so it does leak this stuff does leak um yeah so um on the one hand it's an amazing to a lot of people it's an amazing idea but to a lot of people it's not it's it's, it's sort of it's sort of a paradox because of the, in some cases, most people sort of already believe this is happening, right? Like, in some cases, it's going to be like, no shit, right? Like, I think a lot of people are... Like, right. when you ask how many people think these UFOs are a real phenomena, the majority of people think it's true. Most people think it's true. Now, a lot of the uh, this sort of elite opinion is like, oh, you know, people just believe this because it's like a new religion or it explains... They, they come up with these kind of broad theories for dismissal. They just make up, right? There's no way you can prove that like you know people are in need of a religion and this is yet a new religion and this is a, it's a human psyche it's a mass psychosis It's a, you know they come up with all these kind of explanations that you know it's just a way of explaining something it which is probably meaningless but um anyway um so but when really serious people who are highly credible and the most of are vastly more credible than the people criticizing them are saying, look, this is what happened. You can't just dismiss, you can't, what what they don't do because they, because they can't really dismiss it. They go around and start talking in, you know, about theories or, about you know, human society or this could, they, because you, because it's these sort of unimpeachable people. Right. But um anyway, to get to your second thing about the technology um yeah i mean these if if there are if there are other non-human alien races out there they're they're not the chance that they would be within 50 or 100 years of our development is like near zero right right because
0: because all best is like our best is SpaceX. Right. <laughs> I mean, our best is a rocket ship. You know, like what? What is it called? Like big, big rocket or whatever it's called. Big like, rocket. That. That the starship. What is it called? Starship. Yeah. That that technology. I mean, I mean, it's amazing what we're doing, but it's so far away from this idea of like a UFO with no moving parts that can travel around. <laughs> it's like fucking
1: nowhere near. Yeah, but near it. so so um. But what what I was saying is so so let's say that. You had a thousand alien races in, you know, within a hundred thousand light years of us, right? There's five hundred billion stars in our galaxy, just in the Milky Way. You know, people. Well, people say, "Oh, it's got to be alien life out there." You know, that's not really saying much because there's like, uh, you know, a trillion galaxies, and each one has like a hundred billion to five hundred billion stars. So it's really not giving away much to say that. But if you say, even in our galaxy, there are five hundred billion stars. And it turns out, despite the skeptics, most stars have planets. For a long time, the skeptics and the astron- – if you watch these astronomy, they're like, ah, I don't really believe this. There probably aren't planets. It's a rare thing that we have planets. And now, well, not only are there planets. Like we've discovered 8,000 exoplanets now. 8,000 exoplanets. And those are just in a, in a small part of the sky that we're focused on. And that's nearby. That's relatively nearby that we can actually see, detect. And it turns out that a good portion of them, like 20% or more, are in the Goldilocks zone, which means, and as far as we can tell, likely have water, atmosphere, stuff like that. So, okay. So, based on the latest in astronomy and astrophysics, exoplanets are common, habitable zones, habitable planets are common. They're all over the damn place. Okay, so if you have all these, and if you have some fraction of these, small fraction, but some small fraction of these habitable planets develop intelligent life, well, the chance that they're all going to start at the same time and all be like in parallel, act technologically is like from a probability standpoint near zero. So they're, yeah. and if they can get here, they're obviously way more advanced than us. So advanced, and yeah. it may not just be like a thousand years or ten thousand years advanced. It could be a million years more advanced, or what? I mean, now technology becomes asymptotic at a certain point, right? Like there is a point where you just hit like you fully exploited the the laws of physics as they exist. You really just can't go beyond a certain point. Um, how close are we to that? I mean, sometimes we act like we're already there, but you know. It could be quite a ways away. We still don't know what dark energy and dark matter really is. We're still arguing about all this stuff. Um, these things that are controlling, these forces, we still don't even know what they are. We can't even detect them. So, I mean, to pretend that we understand all of physics is kind of silly. But um, yeah, I mean, imagine if you dropped an iPhone in 1890s London. Who the hell there is understand how work or what it is? Especially if the power's off, or the power's barely on, or you can't have to, you don't even know how to power it.
0: You would it would just be and and I'm sure it's exactly that. I mean it's it's like it's probably is something that's like just completely sleek and metallic or something like that. Like an iPhone. I mean, that's a really good analogy. Because like there would be no way into it. Like all you could do is like twiddle a switch. Yeah, I mean, even if you're in the early the 1900s, of be...
1: they could kind of use a microscope. They don't even know. When, sure when the electron microscopes came along, they could they couldn't even really. I mean,
0: you could have a hundred years. You could have a hundred years of not being able to get any understanding. They're totally
1: inaccessible. We have no idea what the hell's going on. So, you know, um, yeah, if you had a bunch of broken or half working or half powered smartphones, <laughs> you know, you You're like I don't know, like <laughs> that's a great, that's a great analogy. <laughs> I don't know. So, um what was the third thing you brought? Or what does this mean? No, but, 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 but just to say, just to say, if you
0: dropped one of those flip phones, those plastic flip phones, mm-hmm. you'd you'd get much further mm-hmm. because it'd be like, okay, you know, you can like pry well, it well, open. You got these buttons. And you can
1: sort of look into. You got these buttons. You got it seems like easier yeah. to pry open, you can look into it. Right. But you get beyond a certain point and yeah. it's like it's almost inaccessible. Yeah. It's just like yeah, it's a brick. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but um, I mean, yeah, these 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 uh, these spacecraft have been bricked, you know.
0: Okay. So the so the final piece um is What does it mean? So yeah, what what is it like if it was actually just the big reveal it was just like on all the news stations, it's official. Aliens exist. We have loads of ships. Like, what does society do? Do they do nothing? Well, it's, 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 there like,
1: it's it's already happening. I mean, like, it, it's, it's, here's the thing. I think most people, it's sort of like, yeah, like, um, I think, a, I think a majority of people are not that surprised. They're just kind of like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really have any actionable information. Like, what am I going to do about it? right I and mean, there's a lot of information that's fascinating and interesting or shocking but you usually can't do anything about it right if i say you know um you know like weapons of mass destruction right we were told over and over again confirmed officials within the government that that multiple sources that saddam has weapons of mass destruction that da, 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 da. we go in there we invade iraq we kill hundreds of thousands of people ultimately Excess deaths in a million. We kill. We waste trillions of dollars. You know, it's terrible. It's a disaster, right? And then it comes out later, over time, slowly, that there were never weapons of mass destruction, and that they actually pretty much knew that was the truth. Okay. So, Justin, what is the world gonna do when they find out that it was all a lie? That it was all bullshit. No, because there's there's that. This is, diff- this is different. This is different. What I would just mean is saying is like, there was no one moment. It's just slowly, yeah. like the people slowly. the people who are paying really close attention, where a lot of people are calling bullshit from the start are pretty close, but they couldn't be very loud about it because we're shouted down as being un American, anti patriotic, or a Saddam puppet or whatever, right? And slow over time, the more skeptical, dissident people were, you know, was brought to more question. And so people knew it. But if you've talked to a lot of people about it, they get upset at you about it. They really get angry with you about it. Right, But then but, over time, it just kind of passed and people just stopped talking about it. But then it's like we all know it is true. Everyone knows. The vast majority – there are probably still some, some holdouts, some dead-enders who still kind of are trying to wrap uh, – do uh, mental contortions in their brain to convince themselves that there still is weapons of mass destruction, that we still went there for – that, and that reason was legitimate. But the vast majority of people have learned this reality, accepted It's happened over time. And it's just, everybody just knows it. So there's no one moment. But you're talking
0: about the reveal. What about the fact that it it then opens the pathway for one of two things to happen? Either we get introduced, you know, to the alien races and we're like in a V situation where we're no, like meeting these no. aliens, you know, or B, um, they're going to like, Come and do Mars attacks and come on. Like, come are to you Earth just being and, silly? Like,
1: are are these legitimate? No, no. I'm. That's this dumb. is this okay, is this legitimate. Is dumb, stupid. Yeah.
0: No, no. But wait a second. <laughs> but, but wait a second. It's not dumb. It's it. One one aspect is not dumb. Like because if you think about it, like a legitimate reason why they would just not come out and meet us and say hi is because this feeling of mass hysteria. Maybe Earth isn't ready for that. But if we then are ready for that, if it's revealed to us and everyone accepts it, now maybe some of these races, just like, you know, the way that, I don't know, the way that we feel about Amazon tribes, like we don't go out and we, we try and leave them on their own until we decide, okay, we think they're ready to talk to us. All right, now we're going to go and speak to them. So we might come across in that way. So then all of a sudden we're in a situation where we're meeting them. I don't know why you'd say that's dumb. It's really weird that you'd say that's dumb, <laughs> but the idea of aliens is possible. That makes no, no fucking sense. That they're going to gonna
1: come and attack us, or the e, uh, the E, the V. They're going to conquer us and eat us. And stuff. Look, if if here's a, th- how about just just Here, meet okay. us but okay, let's, forget, sorry, I didn't well, let's mean, just mean that. Talk by v. Let's Let's just 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 to just to well, hang let, out. with us. Thing. if you're a million years advanced, um, if if they didn't want us to exist, we'd no longer exist right there's no is it ir- okay. we're just gone if 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 they felt that if they if they thought the alien race is fundamentally irredeemable and ultimately going to be a danger to them some number they just kill- wipe us out i mean it's just it'd be a wipe it okay. out okay so there's no there's, so forget about no invasion the invasion scenario th- just 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 okay. talk just talk about the
0: star okay. trek scenario where they just introduce themselves okay. to okay. us and we just now we now we've we're part okay. of the federation Here's the thing
1: first of all it's it. It seems based on all of the. So I've read a number of these books. I've watched dozens and dozens of documentaries. This is something I find interesting. Um, and there's there appear to be a huge range in the type of craft, right? The black triangles, the the flaming balls of fire, the 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 cubes, the tic tacs, the cylinder. I mean, the all these things have been seen many, many times in many different parts of the world by lots of different people, detected cameras, uh, you know, police, military, doesn't, this, yeah. this, but what I'm saying is all of these different types of craft have all been seen many times under many searches with highly creditable people. Okay. So there's right. lots of different types of craft. And they're also appear based on different types of, of witness testimony, which again, you can, you know, let's, just say, well, let's take it at face value and say, okay, most of these people are probably telling the truth. Maybe a few people were a little confused and whatever. There are lots of different types of races, okay? And that's basically what they're saying yeah. is that, that that's what they're alluding to. They stop short in some of these things because I think they're like, look, let's not go too far with this because people are already going to be a little shocked. Um, so there is no There's no monolith, right? It's like there. It's like they're all probably different races Agreed. who have different probably thought processes and what the hell they're doing or why they're here or not. And probably most of them are just probes, right? They're mostly just probes but- like Von Neumann probes that have, that, that probably have, um, you know, so they're just keeping an eye on things. Maybe they're, we're interesting It's like watching an ant colony or something like that or maybe it's just like hey we any developing races or 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 you know we kind of have probes and we keep uh, monitoring them and you know whatever but i i you know I, th- I don't think it's um there's no one agenda i don't think
0: i'm not saying there's agenda all i'm saying is if they know that we know and we all completely believe that this is a reality It seems very possible that one of those groups of aliens will just want to say, "Okay, hi."
1: They could, yeah, they could,
0: Um, they could. And then, and then, and then, my question is, what happens to us when that happens? Like, what do you think will happen on Earth? Like, for example, do I continue working on Nitro? See, see, okay, so that's what I
1: think is stupid. (laughs) <laughs> I see that's why of course you have to keep living your life. It doesn't really change No, I anything. know. It doesn't really change anything. And because I people agree. mostly already believe this is true and it mostly doesn't affect anything. It's like so what there's so so there's some different alien races there's you know occasionally they flying above and people see a triangle and you know whatever. I mean it's it's crazy but like what the hell I still got to I still got to take my kid to gymnastics and I still got to you know we still got to go to the grocery store and we still like you know what what difference does it make
0: into daily life? I mean, the difference it makes is that if we're talking to them and they're like sharing some technology with us, then they're gonna, then they're gonna say, uh, actually, uh, you think you're onto something big with machine learning, but like you're really not doing it right. Like this is how you do it, and so then that's gonna have a huge impact on the way that we do stuff because we're gonna have this new technology. Well, yes, I doubt
1: that's gonna happen. I, I, I mean, I don't think. See, here's, here's the thing. Um. We're not in control of the situation, right? I don't think they much care what we think or don't think, right? Um, we're, I think we're. I think our, our opinions or feelings on things are somewhat just sort of incidental. Um, they're like, they're doing whatever they're doing. Maybe they're, you know, as a lot of people report, maybe they're doing some kind of biological experimentation. They're keeping track of us. They're trying to understand what our species is, what our species might become, what we're maybe capable of, you know. Whatever, but um, I don't think um, I would doubt that they uh, are gonna are gonna come in and be like, "Hey, here's how here's how you do uh, an AI, a really cool AI." Here's you know our language model. You guys are like sort of there, but actually here's the next few steps. Like I don't think they
0: like. <laughs> why do they care? About All right, that? listen. I just got a I got a text from Georgie, so um, I think we're gonna need yeah. to wrap it up. So just um, so next time we'll have to talk about Apple uh the scuba the scuba mask yeah. the uh, apple vision pro and what that means and we'll also have to talk about i thought that was a compelling thing article about what really went on inside the wuhan lab weeks before covid well, a, that's Which a whole really big
1: story there's a lot <laughs> see here's the thing there is so this, this 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 see here's the thing about the all this ufo stuff let me just sum this up and it's the same is that there's so much information. There's so much more data and information incredible. People don't even know about it cuz if you're not paying attention and reading about it, right? It's like yeah, it's like right, the lab right. leak. There has been so much coverage of it. There's been so many FOIA letter emails and so much data. It's like there's so much circumstantial evidence. People are like, "Huh? What what I don't know." I mean, like dude, ignorance of the data doesn't mean is no excuse. But right? but people it's not it's not, I can understand it's not relevant to people's lives. It's like, dude, COVID sucked. You know, I don't, I'm tired of talking about it. I don't, I just wanna, like, let's just get on with our lives, right? Um, other people like me find, first of all, find the whole cover up and all that stuff to be very troubling and uh, the circumventing of the moratorium and stuff to be extremely dangerous precedent and the fact that we're continuing to fund gain of function is extremely dangerous so it's worth understanding how all this stuff happened but the reality is it's very complicated there's a lot of information that most people don't even know so it's really hard to talk about it in like 10 minutes <laughs> there's so much background like you mm-hmm. just don't even know what's going on it's like i can run through a bunch of tldrs um but the same thing with like this ufo stuff people are like okay so is this it and it's like dude like you thing know, there. The, 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 um, I'd even uh write this down, but on the UFO thing, just uh, the was a, a report from the um director of naval intelligence that there have been 144 unverified um, sightings from military personnel in the navy and from pilots and in ships of 144 sightings from 2004 to 2021. Of alien craft or picked up by multiple sensors, different types of sensors and multiple craft that they couldn't explain. 144, multiple sensors, right? So there are 100. So that's a huge amount of data. Yeah. But it's like, that's just a, yeah, another. So there's tons of stuff like this happening all the time. It's just a mountain of stuff. So it's like, the problem is, whenever you evaluate all this stuff, you have to evaluate the totality of, yeah. of, of evidence. And it's just so much. And most people, for most people, they're like, well, you know, it's, that's kind of interesting. That's great. It's really uh, amazing uh, information, whether you're talking about the lab leak, you're talking about UFO 20, this stuff, but it's like, it's not actual information for people. So it's hard, it's, it's hard to get people to want to um, invest the time in learning the background, in which case they're just as soon j- just mm-hmm. wave it away and be like, I don't know, whatever, which is, you know. A, it's a legitimate response. Like, dude, what does it have to do with the price of tea in China? As my mom always used to say, like, what does it have to do with anything? You know, like I can't, I affect my life, right? If there's craft or not craft, if the Wuhan link was gain of function or it came out of a pangolin or whatever, I, you know, whatever, dude, I like, I'm still going to work tomorrow and, you know, um, so it's just, that's what's so frustrating about these things, right? Is there's just so much information. And, and, and I think most people just don't have the patience to, to want to deal with it. But even for us. Even for me to even to do even a half-assed job of explaining this would take many hours. It would take a ton of research and my time to get all the get all the information together just to create a presentation that's credible. Say, so, okay, guys, here's my opening statement. All this stuff, right? And like, I'm not getting paid to do this. <laughs> like I got other stuff to do. If I was if I was spent like all week, getting all this information and it to be like what the hell are you doing like why are you working on the proof editor yeah, what do sure you think really. like it's 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 this is not actual information this is like at the end of the day anyone's listening a podcast some are gonna be yeah man totally i i, I think that's probably happening and the other ones be like yeah, it's bullshit take whatever and then you had to change anyone's mind it did not matter right the people who think it's all hogwash are going to continue to think it's hogwash and the people who think it's probably what's going on are like yeah man i, I agree I'm, I'm down with this stuff I think it's what's happening. It's so it's kind of a fr- it's all what right. makes it all frustrating. <laughs> all right, so
0: um we'll so you can get I'll I'll get this edited real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get the show notes real quick. We'll do the artwork real yep. quick, and then we'll record next week. good. And we'll we'll probably keep it less than two hours uh, moving yep, forward. Yeah, sounds well.
1: good. All right, that's a wrap. We're out.